What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Folks at home, folks at home, welcome to Ike Live, a very special Thursday night edition of this terrible web show that we do. Uh, Man, exciting show tonight. We are joined tonight by some amazing special guests, including Tommy Sanders, the one and only, and select members of the Bassmaster TV crew. And thank you. Thank you very much for sound effect. And these are the best guys at Bassmaster TV crew. Wes Miller, uh, he's okay. But these guys, these guys are the shit. Uh, let's start as we always do uh, the show, and we want to thank everybody in the military, uh, active and veterans, men and women. Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy world. Uh, policemen, firemen, EMT. Thank you guys. Appreciate you so much. Uh, let me start as I always do. I want to introduce the room. And sitting to my right, you're going to recognize him as the world's most interesting man, Pete Glusick, everybody. Hi, everybody. Pete, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing great. Hat's doing great. looking good. I, we were talking about it off camera a little bit. Iron Cross. Iron Cross showed up to Bash University, Tulsa. Yeah. Got to meet those folks. Awesome guys. Thank you so much. Hooked, uh, hooked our students up real cool in Tulsa. Cool. So later in the show, we're going to talk about how the Bash University went. And I want to hear more about Iron Cross. Uh, sitting on the casting couch tonight, you heard me introduce him. Here he goes, Tommy Sanders. Howdy. <laughs> Tommy. Great to be here. I feel like I've made it. This you know, <laughs> just 25 years and already I've made it on this, this, this is awesome. This is awesome. Thank you for coming. And we're, Pleasure. We're going to get into what we were doing here the last couple days. And then we're go- I want to talk to you about other stuff, too. Sure. But let me tell you, we've had some of your cohorts on the show. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. We've had yeah. we've had Jerry. Jerry. Mr. Jerry McInnes, right. b- big boss. We've had Dave Mercer. Yes. Santa. The Canadian A. Recently a Santa. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and we've had... Mark Zona on, yes, and he was dressed as a magistrate or Ben Franklin. I don't remember. Or, or Luciano Pavarotti. Even. Right, I don't know exactly what he was dressed as. Yeah, but I got to tell you, you're you're above all these guys, and oh, you're in no, studio. No, 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 yeah, no. yes, in I'm the studio. setup man for all those guys. All yeah, I, all I do is just get the ball rolling, and they take over. I'm throwing They're them the under entertainers, the entertainers, the essence of entertainment. I'm throwing these guys under the bus immediately. <laughs> you're way better than these guys. Us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and in the booth, and these guys make the magic happen, and they really understand the in and outs of electronics. And, and technical assets of the show, yeah. uh, our very own, he's laughing because he knows I'm right, Brian DeCarpenter pushing the buttons tonight, Brian DeCarpenter, 
and doing IMs tonight next to Brian. Uh, I, I, that's right. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Becky. Boy, Becky's looking sexy tonight. Uh, A.K.A. Becky, A.K.A. Julius, how are you tonight doing IMs for us? Doing great. Great, good, good to see you. Uh, thank you for helping us tonight, man. We we got an exciting show. Uh, thank you for joining us too on this Thursday night. Let me start by saying thank you to the companies that support this show. They're really important, uh, and want to start with a new sponsor, 2016 Mystery Tackle Box. I know a lot of you guys out there already open up a new box and you're excited, and we do we do them here on the show now. Hang in there with us later in the show. We're going to be doing an unboxing, Pete. It's going to be exciting. It's like Christmas all over again. Looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, show's also brought to you by TH Marine. Uh, they make amazing marine products, and we're also going to be highlighting a product tonight. We're going to be highlighting the Hot Foot. Uh, Brian, if you go a little wide here for me, it's sitting right here on our table, on our product table tonight. What an amazing piece of equipment for your boat. If you don't have it, it's like not having a gas pedal in the car, right? A must-have. It's a must-have. You're like Fred freaking Flintstone <laughs> if you don't have one of these things in your boat, correct? I Well, some, some people might disagree. Okay. But uh, I, I hot foots in every one of my boats. Uh, What's in your boat? I don't want to talk about it. We're going to be talking about this product a little later. Uh, show's also brought to you by Hobie Kayaks. Man, kayak fishing is sweeping the nation. Uh, if you've been in a kayak before, you haven't been in a Hobie, it's a game changer. The pedal drive system lets awesome. you fish hands-free. It's critical, Pete. It's totally bring, critical. Bringing people to the water. Bringing people to the water. And... Uh, let me mention that uh, Flambo is also a sponsor of the show. Uh, man, you, you've got a lot of stuff like me. I've got two garages full of stuff. Uh, you need to store your tackle. You've got kids that need their tackle storage. Uh, this, this is the box to get. Try the Flambo stuff. Try the Z-Rust stuff. You're going to love it. Every student at Bass University gets a Flambo tackle box. Wow, for free. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting tidbit. Uh, and last but not least... Is that what i got to do to get one? <laughs> you didn't get one yet? I'm very <laughs> Brian the Carpenter's always getting ripped off. You're not, apparently you're not working hard enough, Brian. <laughs> yeah. you got to step it up. Apparently not. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, a great a longtime sponsor of the show, Liquid Mayhem. 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 However you say it, I say it. Mayhem. Awesome scent. Put it on your bait. You're going to catch more fish. Uh, I, I want to get right into it, man. Uh, you know, we talk a little bit about sponsors, but I, I want to get into it and talk about um, why why you're here this week. We are here to do a feature. Yes. Uh, a, a feature slash and a commercial, actually. Yeah. Uh, the final products will include about one of Toyota's favorite uh, sponsored entities, which is Mike Iconelli. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're up here living the New Jersey life. I mean, we're, we're here on South Jersey, and it's a fascinating place. I mean, it's a dead of winter, still beautiful. Yeah. Muddy Creek out there. Couldn't be nice yeah. out there. You have been, you and Becky have been the consummate hosts. And, uh, Thank you. And we've been prying into your life, and we've given you two days. You'll never get back again. That's okay. <laughs> I, I gladly give them up to you guys. I tell you, wh- what you guys do, and it's it's awesome because we, we did a feature. Mike McKinnis was here last year. Yep. And we did a very similar thing. They're awesome little features because they're they're a glimpse of they're not hardcore fishing features 
but they're a glimpse into these guys' lives, yeah, right? Uh, exactly. Just, and, it's a, kind of what what makes them tick. You know, the the other things besides just finding them and catching them that sort of propel them forward. Yeah, and yeah. and let me let me also remind everybody that it wasn't just me, right? Other guys that you're doing the same thing with include. Uh, include. Uh, we just uh, came from uh, Idaho a couple of weeks ago. Brandon Paul, Mr. Brandon Palmer, Cordelaine, the prodigy. Two feet of snow up there, so that'll be a a nice wintry look as it was a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Swindle last week down in Alabama out at the farm. Wow. Having some fun. Yeah. You know, uh, you know the, the, the way he can, the way he knows how to do it. And uh, I'm gonna get myself situated here so I sound perfect. I want to be. <laughs> I mean, this is my big shot. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like a, a the January tour, and we'll be out with the Kevin Van Dam next week. That that's awesome. So are these are these pieces going to show up on the Bassmaster show or? For Toyota yes, commercials yeah. or uh, the classic, hopefully, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the classic if they okay. all get through the approval process. Uh, but certainly on the show, on the broadcast show, Great. and I think they'll be uh, included as content, maybe in other forms later on on Bassmaster.com. Awesome, that's awesome. Now I, I got to ask you, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit, okay. and your first uh, before you ever came to New Jersey, and I don't know your history of being through the state. Yeah. What was your when you close your eyes, what did you think about the state of New Jersey? I, I think about delicious sweet corn. Wow! <laughs> the only other time I've worked in New Jersey was on the Steel Timber Sports Series. That's at the right. New Jersey State Fair, and that's up in the northwest uh, corner of the state up there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Now, Northern I had no New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey was, it was such a beautiful place. Out here, South Jersey. Yeah. Gorgeous you, place. Yeah, you, men- you mentioned it. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Uh, it, it does surprise a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we travel a lot, and i got to tell you, the average, you know, when, when you meet somebody, you meet somebody from the South, and they, they ask you where you're from. You're from New Jersey. And I think they automatically think about landfills. They think well, about the hustle and bustle of New York City and traffic. But it's not like that down well, here, it's not. Well, see, what happens is most people fly into Philadelphia, right. come up 95. They fly into New York City, right? Right, and they get they jump on the Jersey Turnpike or come over to one of the bridges, and the first thing you run into is refineries. <laughs> you see the worst possible pieces of New Jersey yeah. just as soon as you come over the bridge. So, yeah. you know, people think that that's the entire state. But, right. hey, we are the garden state. It's beautiful. Yeah, we yeah. Have, they, they, yeah that's, there's, there's a reason they say that. Yep. And, and, you know, the, like, once you get... Twenty miles away from the from the big mm-hmm. metropolitan centers. I mean, this is country life. This is this is you know, yeah. folks like like we find all across the midsection of the country, living out in the country, living in small towns, right? Little towns that are tightly knit and beautiful, and so much history, more history here in New Jersey. Well, we ate lunch uh, yesterday in a place that a, a restaurant from seventeen hundred <laughs> Centerton Inn, <laughs> yeah, uh, early seventeen hundreds, and uh, it, it is a great area. And I, I want to tell you, it was great. I'm I'm so glad that we got to do this because. We actually got to highlight South Jersey. We you did. know, as, as I looked at a lot of these pieces, and you guys did a tremendous job setting these shots up, but we got a slice into really what South Jersey is. And we were on these back roads and these country roads, and we had a couple. Uh, I, I got to tell the story about the one shot that we had where uh, the guys set up in the middle of the street. And, and guys are coming out of their house. This is like the biggest thing to happen in South Jersey <laughs> forever. Where was, this at? Where was uh, that? It was down uh, past Sheep Pen Road, mm-hmm. uh, heading heading a little. Uh, I guess that would be east of Elmer. Okay. Uh, just a lot of excitement at the deli. A lot of excitement. Oh yeah. Of people. The people at the deli were, were were hyped up about it. Oh, they it's love great. It. I mean, they love you too. I mean, you get stopped on the street, you know, and they say, "Oh, this guy tells it like it is." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I like? He doesn't sugarcoat it. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Hey, it's been my secret of success, Pete, is I've dropped the F-bomb since day one, and people love it. So. They do. They do. They feel at home with it. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I, let's jump a little, and, and you know, I want to talk a little bit about how you got into this, because, and, and, and honestly, I've worked in this industry for going on 18, 19 years, and I've met a lot of people. You were absolutely the best on camera. You, you. I, I mean, I, I've heard one take, Tommy. I've heard, but it's true. I mean, when you were, tell me about how you got into this crazy profession. Is, is this you something mean outdoors you, television? How did I get into yeah, outdoors how, television? How did you get into television, and then how did you get into the outdoor market? I had always wanted to work in television. The day I graduated college, I applied over at the public television affiliate, which is right there in the little town where the college was, and I worked there for. Three years, and I move up to, to New York City after that because I think I'd done everything there and took some, some postgraduate courses at, uh, at New York University and also worked at a place called Devlin Productions at night. Uh, and that was a lot of fun and, and came back and, and uh, uh, took a job back in the I kind of miss being in the outdoors a lot. Yeah. And because the first, the, the first show I ever ran camera on my first day at work was Arkansas Game and Fish Highlights, which is one of the, the original most beloved fishing shows yeah. from, from way back you know, yeah. 35, 40 years ago in Arkansas. And uh, came back, uh, did did various uh, uh, advertising jobs. You know, I did a lot of marketing stuff. You're familiar yeah. with all that kind of stuff. And uh, fi- was with a partner, set up a studio, which was right around the corner from Jerry McInnes's JM Productions. And someone from JM called over one day and said, "You know, we need a we're needing a voiceover, and we're not really we don't use the local market too much. Can you recommend anyone?" I said, uh, "Well, I, possibly. I mean, <laughs> accommodate or find someone who can fill them." <laughs> and they had me over there and just struck up a great friendship uh, uh, with, with Jerry and the whole the whole bunch over there. And, and uh, the the rest we've been working since '89. That's amazing. So, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That, that's lucky. lucky. Yeah. I mean, that's another one of those things we talk about all the time. I don't know how many times we've mentioned it, but you know, the is it meant to be? You know how things mm-hmm. happen. It's funny. That's a great scenario <laughs> of how it's uh, of of how how stuff works. Life is so funny. You well, know, it's you know in my extensive research for this interview that we're about to have. Oh yeah, I know you, um, you mentioned some research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, sp- I I uh, I spoke with Jerry McInnes. Wow, and, you did. Um, and he and he relates to that. He told me a little story about the story you just told, and he said they um you know for the outdoor block they were uh, having auditions and ESPN. Brought, you know, several people in that they, you know, flew in or, or whatever that were going to be good for this. And right. Jerry says, well, we got a voiceover guy. You know, let's, uh, <laughs> you know, let, let's bring him in to the mix. And he said, Tommy killed it. Yeah. The, the other the other interviewers weren't even in the discussion. So that's awesome. Yeah, first take Tommy. You had a good day, you know. You're up and you're down, and that day I was up, so that worked out well. What we all need a lucky break that. once in a while. Yeah, we, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I, I owe it all to a lucky break. What a cool story. Uh, let me remind everybody that's watching, uh, you know, I, I know you're wondering what the beer of choice is tonight, and we've got a lot of the guys tonight are drinking our Yards Brawler. What an amazing beer for Pennsylvania. We've got another one tonight, and it is in the Shamity Creek Pilsner tonight is the beer choice. So cheers, everybody that's drinking with us tonight. Uh, let me also remind you that we want to hear from you, and you could be an active part of the show. Lots of ways to get in touch with us, ask questions, whatever you want to do. Of course, you could hit us up on the IM board. Julius is taking care of that tonight for us. You could also hit us up on the Ike Live social media accounts. Uh, it's at Ike Live Show, Twitter, 
Facebook, and Instagram. And a little later on the show tonight, we're going to uh, open up the phone lines for some phone calls. Uh, let, let, let me ask you this. Now, I, I have to because we put a lot of uh, questions out leading up to this. In my social media, I said, if you had one question you would love to ask Tommy, what is it? And we've had great response. And, you know, I, I track 60 or 70 different comments. Wow. But there was one that kept coming up repeatedly over and over. And, and it was quite simply, if you had one guy to pick as a co-host, would it be Mark Zona or Dave Mercer? Oh, no, that's not fair at all. <laughs> they're two different guys with two different – you know, they would both be fantastic, and they'd both be as good as you could possibly get. We know what a, a genius Mark Zona – I mean, he came out of the box – Perfectly formed, ready to go. There's never been anybody like it in the history of broadcasting. He's the best analyst to, to ever, you know, take the stage. He's state. pretty good. You know that we we don't even ask that from Dave Mercer because he's got probably the hardest job to do in all of the sport. You you look around and you think of how many people could do what he does to handle a crowd like that, get all the info out there with as much humor and keep it entertaining and keep it mm -hmm. fresh every moment moment to moment those two guys are geniuses you you don't yeah. you don't either or those guys so both so, you're going with both going with both yeah, yeah. It, it, you know. I, yeah. I, <laughs> it's true so, yeah well i i wouldn't you, let you off the hook right? yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> no they're no they're both they are both awesome and i agree with you dave is and it, it, like i said before with him he does the live stuff on the water and then somehow, after working all day out there doing all that stuff, oh, finds the energy and enthusiasm to to get high like he does with all those guys coming across the stage. I don't know. I, it, not it's not pretty only impressive. Stuff on the water, he's there at the takeoff mm -hmm. for an hour, you know, entertaining yeah. the crowds at the takeoff. Right. You know, yeah, I mean, he does have kind of the toughest job. He's got the toughest yeah. job. He's just got the longest days, and, uh, you know, yeah. how he does it, I now, don't know. Now, do you you have no idea. Like, do you see him drinking a case of Red Bull or uh, – <laughs> Or, or, or coffee. I don't know, I don't know what espresso. he does. Zona's the five hour energy guy, you know. So, wow. You know, that, I mean, he's, I'm talking about a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but uh, Dave, I don't know what Dave uses. I never see him drink coffee or anything. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that in Canada, speed is legal. I don't know if you knew that. That's weed. Yeah. Oh, that's weed. That's weed, weed is legal. Tom, who would win, who would win a shouting contest between Zona, Mercer, and Ike? Between Zona Mercer and Ike, I think Ike would win. That. Yeah! I think Ike's got that. Thank yeah. you for your vote of confidence on that yeah. one. Yeah, but yeah. You sound great all in unison because you got you got one register and you got Zona with the foghorn, you know, and, and Mercer somewhere in the middle, you know, so that's good. It maybe it would be harmony. Yeah, maybe. I'm glad. Barbershop quartet for you guys. Whoa! Why not? Whoa! There's a theme for an upcoming show. Think about is, this. We're yeah. flushing this concept out here. The three of us in a choir or quartet. Singing. We need Think one more that. for a Straw boaters, oh, striping well, jackets, you know, the whole thing, you know. <laughs> That'd be quite impressive. Well, it's amazing. Uh, we, we always talk in here about um, how people got involved in fishing, and and we always relate stories to being young and youth. And, and I've got a note here, and, and Brian the Carpenter worked, like, tirelessly to put this note sheet together, maybe like five minutes. Uh, but I do have a note here that, you were involved in the Boy Scouts, very yep. active in yep. the Boy yep. Scouts. That was an Eagle Scout. Eagle Scout. Yep. Uh, I mean, that to me is a great thing because so many kids now are getting out of the outdoors, and that is an amazing way to stay into it. Tell me a little bit about that, you know, about your history with the Boy Scouts. Yeah, that, that was, you know, Cub Scout, and I, I was just always told, you're going to the Boy Scouts, you're going to do this. My parents, you know, didn't give me a choice, because, yeah. Yeah, and we would go, and we would camp out every month, you know, and it, it was fantastic, and I wound up, you know, 
going through all of that, enjoyed all the time. That's where you learn all your good habits and your bad habits when you're in a tent with two other guys your age, yeah. you know, and everything. Both, like that. they and, go hand in hand. And, and wound up, you know, working when the time I was 15 years old, working at the at all summer at the camp. Lived in a teepee one summer. Wow. Lived in a teepee. I learned that to live in a teepee in the summertime, you have to roll up the sides. You can't live in this cone of canvas there because right. you'll sweat to death. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a marvelous experience, and it was just a. Taught a true love for the outdoors, and, and and taught you some skills that you could use out there. It yeah. doesn't make you into bear grills or anything like that, but at least it, you know it shows you where to get started yeah. if you want to sort of you know make your way out there yeah. and so mm-hmm. forth like that. And I'm yeah. sure you guys have similar you know youths like that to to relate. I, I was a Cub Scout uh, for a little while, but the uh, it, recently here in New Jersey we had a crazy story with the with the Cub Scouts or the Boy Scouts. I can't remember Is that with which. the bear. With the bear. I re- Did you hear I read that, that story? Yeah, t- but tell it again because I yeah, I mean I, the the details I just know a little, but the uh, apparently there was a, a the Cub Scout master got mauled by. Uh, by a bear up in New Jersey, and it was in, in northern New Jersey. Yeah, it was uh, was bitten several times and in trouble. And the the Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts were calm, cool, and collected, dealing with the 911 operator, uh, asking for si- if they needed a signal fire and um, coming coming to his rescue. Wow. And, uh, they knew exactly because yeah. of because of the scouts. They were Cub Scouts. That's know? right. That was it. That was it. You know, the organization. You know, like every organization gets wrapped for this or that through the years, but I, I think on balance, the the positive outweighs any negatives by right. a landslide. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to get Jake involved in in that a little bit. I, we've we've talked about it. It's so hard in New Jersey. We have everything. You can play lacrosse. You can play soccer, basketball. Yeah. You, I mean, every single sport that is done, it can be played here. So, as a, he's six years old, so he's like, which direction do you take him <sighs> yeah. in? Yeah. You know, what what is he interested in? But he loves the outdoors. He loves fishing. He loves all that. So I, I, I think that might be. I hope uh, he gets to do something that. Something that we try. I, I really hope he gets to do that. Yeah. Tommy, think- what what do you think the scouts did for you as a boy growing up? As a boy, you know, they, they as as like I said, it gave you a lot of opportunities. Uh, to uh, to behave and to misbehave, and you know sometimes you make the right choice and whatnot. But it it gave you a chance to be out in the outdoors with your peers, for the most part, some adult supervision, you know, just enough to keep you safe and everything like that. And and it's a different way to talk about things without all the distractions of you know school and you know the people who like me don't like me at school. You you're out there with the guys with similar interests, you know, not not similar personalities. And you learn to get along with them in a very basic environment, yeah. and it's that's it's, it's just a good building block for, yeah. for everything you have to deal with in life. Uh, it's it's great. Anything that keeps kids in the outdoors, and, and especially now, every oh, year that goes past, so tough now. Kids are losing their connection to the outdoors, so that that to me is is so critical. Are you, well, you're are you, you're changing that, Mike. Ah, we see more and more are. kids I mean, get into fishing and. You got to take a little bit of credit oh, for I don't that. Know about that. I, I don't oh, know absolutely! About you should that, see that after every day of every tournament. You've seen him. Uh, you know, he's the last guy to leave because he's got kids the you know, kid, hanging all over. The kids relate to uh, relate to you like nobody else in the sport. So kids relate to me because I'm a kid myself, and yeah. a lot of you guys know my motto: never give up. I'm officially changing it to never grow up. Yes. <laughs> That's all I can. So I like so, it. If you're 12 or you think you're 12, stay 12 the rest of your life. Uh, Brian DeCarpa, Julius, what do we got cooking well, back I, here? We we got I, anything happening? I wanted to know what uh, are you still currently uh, uh, 
doing things with the scouts. Yeah, uh, I, I have it for a few years. I, I've served on the board of the uh, the Quapaw Area Council, which is like your, your local, you know, multi-county uh, thing, and, and, and I do videos to raise money for the summer camp, the new summer camp that they have in the Quapaw Area Council, And uh, but I'm not on the board currently, and I need to I need to get back into it, so that's a... That's a good reminder. That's a good uh, wake-up call for me, Brian. I've, I've just met Brian. Oh, what, a, what a great guy. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's everything. Brian he's the Carpenter. It's got a kind of a biblical name. <laughs> you know, Brian name. the Carpenter. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. We, it's funny you say that because uh, so we our kids are in Sunday school, and we have an adult class uh, that when the kids are in their deal, Becky and I, or one of or both of us, go up there and hang out. And uh, the, the lecture, the topic last time I was there, which was – a week ago, was how carpentry relates to the Bible and Bible verses. Oh, so huge. We gave, and, and it was a great lesson. It was a great story. It lasts about an hour. And the entire time, I kept thinking about Brian. I kept thinking about his face. <laughs> so here's me in religious terms, and Brian and religion are kind of like the opposites. And I keep thinking That's about fine. Brian. <laughs> <It's interesting. laughs> Brian and religion are the opposites? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say that. I spent a lot of time in church. <laughs> yeah. I know my way around. Yeah, he knows his way around. Yeah. I kept thinking about Brian, and he had a pencil behind his ear, which was which was interesting. Uh, I don't know what that was all about. Uh, I got a question for you, and, and this is another one that I saw repeatedly, which is you get to interact and work with and hang around some of the best anglers in the world, and you've done it for Absolutely, years and yeah. years and years. Oh, yeah. The, the being in that environment, does that make you want to go fishing constantly, or is it the opposite? Or you see it so much, you're just kind of like, oh, screw screw this. I want to well, go do something else. The, original, the, 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 the first take you have on it is, wow, I'm in an insignificant worm. When you look yeah. at guys like you and Pete go to work, I mean, it's just, I love to go. And, you know, we all, we're all working, and, and we all, we're, we, our company works on fishing shows all the time. Yeah. And everybody wants to fish, but... By the time you're done, especially if, like, like Hop was saying, if you get a 6:45 p.m. tarpon hookup, nobody wants to fish anymore, and there's no daylight or anything like that. So yeah. we kind of we work a lot, but I, I love to fish and uh, do, do some bass fishing uh, at a little lake in uh, southwest Arkansas called Lake Greeson, which is like an upland place to catch a I've lot of spots. You know, yeah. it's just great schooling spots and. So for like that, I love to trout fish as well. Yeah. Arkansas is the the record holding place for trout. Oh, uh, White River, a, oh, Arkansas and trout beautiful. go hand in beautiful. hand. Beautiful. I get a chance to go up to Wyoming uh, on a fairly once a year basis and, and to a place that's just heaven on earth, and it's, I enjoy that. Too. Are there any? Do you have a story that sticks out in your mind of a fishing experience that is at the top of your list for whatever reason? Yeah, yeah, I can tell you one. It involves my boss Jerry McKinnis. He took me up one time. To Alaska, we we're going to do some of the ESPN Outdoors back back in the, the day, and and uh, we're going to do a fishing hole up there. Yeah. And one one day we were fishing mostly for rainbows on a place called the Alagnac River, and it's a big giant, you know, twenty thirty inch rainbows up there. And one day we we're going to go up and catch grayling and, and Dolly Varden in a little bitty stream. Yeah. So we had to fly into a pond, land in the pond, get out of there, and. Uh, we fished and we caught them good, you know, and we were going to try go over the mountaintop. You know, the, the, the streams go around, and, you know, you could cut across the mountaintop and get to the other side, fish another little a little drop-off at the end of a shoal there. And and uh, you had to go through, you've been up there, you know how thick the saplings can get in these little thickets oh, up yeah. there. And you have to kind of sideways go through it. It's not much bigger than this room here. and we had, But we had to go through there because there were rocks on the other side. And uh, we go through it, me and Jerry, and we start up the hill, and Jerry says, oh, dang it. I left my sunglasses down. I said, okay, we'll go get them, you know, and he goes back down there. 
And he goes through the thicket, and when he goes back in there, the biggest blonde grizzly bear I've ever seen in my life busts out of the other end. No. I've been sitting there like feet away from us while we went in through there. It's like, shit. I want to go home. <laughs> no, it was it was very it was very frightening, but that was uh, you know it was not so much for the fishing, but I'll never forget that. Wow, it's, yeah. it's amazing because as you're telling that, uh, it, in fact, Brian and I uh, years ago, a uh, good high school buddy of ours is in the Coast Guard. He was stationed in Homer, Alaska. Yeah, and we spent a week there. And we did some halibut stuff, but we did some of that stuff you're talking about, where oh, you're yeah, hiking up in. The in. Rivers. Oh, oh yeah. it was, oh, Brian, yeah. it was the, it was, it was the best. It was one of the Salmon, most. We caught grayling, trout, fishing, grayling, grayling, trout, yep. salmon. Oh, I mean, it yeah. was one of the most memorable trips. And we actually, we were there in the fall. And October. We, yeah, and we actually ha- were packing heat because the bear, you know, bears are a serious thing when you're up there. Oh, absolutely. Like your story. Yeah, you can get crossways with one without really trying. Yeah, and yeah. so here, you know, here's three. You know, guys, young from guys Jersey. from Jersey, <laughs> freaking packing 44s and whatever. I don't know what the hell they were. I, I never had a gun in my possession before that. Now I've got one on my hip, you know, walking through the woods. Well, oh, I was crazy. We, we actually you... walked in the supermarket with the guns on our hip. Oh, great. So you were the original open carry guy. <laughs> oh, we yeah. did that. We're in there picking out supplies the morning heading up to, to hike. Yeah. Like, oh shit, guns still oh, on my shit. head. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, I yeah. don't know if it's cool. Keep the shirt down. <laughs> We're got yeah. the guns there. Did, did you run into any? We bears? did not. We never saw a bear. In fact, one mm. night we were camping. Brian thought he heard a bear. And he's like, you know, got has the pistol, like pointing it, you know. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, we've been. Oh uh, no, no, that was that's that's the night, the first night we went to sleep in the tent. That's the first night. All right, we're in the let tent. me paint the picture real quick. So we're all in a tent, and and um, me, Mike, and Tom, and I'm in a really uncomfortable spot. I must have set up my sleeping bag on some roots and rocks and everything else. <laughs> so I'm I'm the last guy to, to finally fall asleep. And I'm just about out, and I hear this real loud snort, and and it startled the shit out of me. Like right away, I was like, right, right on, like it's move or or, or don't move, you know. So I, I prop myself up, grab the gun with the other hand, and I'm I'm ready, and I'm waiting, and then and then I hear it again. And it's freaking Tom next to me snoring. I swear to God that happened, and I was wide awake. I had the gun in my hand. I was. That happened. <laughs> that really Could happened. happened. That anybody. did happen. That's a true story. <laughs> oh. yeah. there, there was no alcohol involved in that either. <laughs> None whatsoever. No? Yeah. Oh, good. None whatsoever. Uh, I, I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about, too, about all these years. Um, you, you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot from the standpoint of the good, the bad, the crazy, the strange. As far as covering this sport in, in, in the last 20 years... What sticks out in your mind? Is there is there any a highlight or something that happened, an interview that went wrong, or is there one thing in your mind that sticks out as being, you know, as as being crazy, strange, weird, oh my God. amazing? I, I'd have to think of think of a million things. You know, it was like a slow motion crazy thing to watch you and Aaron and Kevin at the, at the most beat down. To the anglers, at least, classic ever at the Three Rivers in Pittsburgh. I mean, that was that, unbelievable. That, that was just I'd never seen or even heard of anything like that. Yeah. Before. You don't expect it. I wasn't around for the early ones on the, you know, down the Eastern Seaboard here that were kind of tough. But that was just 
that was like a slow motion car, but it was fascinating. It was my favorite classic. Yeah. Absolutely. Me you know. too. Yeah. Me really? too. Absolutely. I, I think, I'm, I think I'm more glad. people than you think. I, yeah. I've talked to so many people that have the same sentiment of what you just said. Uh, it was one of the lowest classic. I think it was the, the second, most. Was it the most what, or the second most? It was most? one or two. Yeah. A higher river might have beat it, but it was one or two lowest weights ever. Mm-hmm. But people are encapsulated by that event from the standpoint of, you know, didn't take a lot of weight, but every keeper counted. And there were yeah. ten guys in, gone into the last day that had yep. a shot to win. And Aaron broke off those Aaron drive shot off. Them off. I had stuff happen, too. I mean, we yeah. all had a shot to win yeah. it. And the freak Kevin freaking wins another one. Like, he needed another one. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you wound up in fifth place, and you were a yeah. pound and one ounce behind. One Kevin. fish. <laughs> <laughs> one damn smallmouth more. Oh. And I was right there. I'm pretty sure that wasn't your favorite classic, Mike. Ah! Yeah, I can yeah, think of I mean, one maybe in 2003. No, 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 but maybe, maybe the weirdest in the previous, <laughs> yeah. like the question was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I, I, I got to tell you a quick story real quick and just get it off my chest because I've been living with this story for a long time. Uh, but it happened at this classic, and you remember we launched from the point in Pittsburgh, and it's where the three rivers converge, right? It's yeah. the Monongahela, the y- Yaka. Yeah, Allegheny, Allegheny, Allegheny. Mm-hmm. and they form the make the Ohio. Oh, and what an amazing venue this was, Pete. Mm-hmm. Oh, seawall where we tied up to, and thousands, droves of fans coming out, and we could talk to them right there. Like, think about this from the standpoint of other sports events. Unheard of, you know what I mean? Our boats are there. We're 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 signing autographs in the morning. We're talking, holding babies. It was great. It was a great scenario. And I had a long line. This is the second day. I had a long line of people, and I'm signing autographs and, you know, thinking about the tournament, but, I, but I'm signing. I'm signing. And I have all sorts of things that are always, you know, brought to me to sign. And um, this lady has my book. And I've already signed like three or four of them, my Fishing on the Edge book. And she gives it to me, and I'm like, you know, this is awesome. Here's another book. And I got my Sharpie, and I, I sign on the inside cover. It's my normal place that I sign my book and I write my name and never give up and I turn it and I'm just about to put the sharpie tip on the inside cover of that book and she didn't even say anything she just she tapped me and goes she just went no 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 there there you know she just motioned to the inside of the book and my first thought was oh she wants me to sign a page or one of the photos in the middle that's her favorite page or favorite photo because we had a photo inset in the middle and I'm like oh, okay cool I get it and I as I turned, I saw that there was something in there. And my second thought was, it's a bookmark. It's a page mark on her favorite <laughs> line or quote or verse. And it was like slow motion. Yes. And I turned that page, and there in the book was a Polaroid picture no. of herself completely start naked. No. <laughs> no clothes. <laughs> some of the saggiest titties I've ever seen in my life. Stop it. <laughs> I was dumbfounded. I, I gasped. I went, I didn't know what to do. I didn't say anything. <laughs> what did you do? I, I immediately turned back to where I normally signed, signed it, and went back to my boat. <laughs> Never give up. Never give up. <laughs> I can yeah. True I can story. Tell you yeah. one more freaky story from that That's from that awesome. turn because it was a freaky week all week long. You know, we back in the day we used to ride along with an angler on media day. You yeah. Know? So I I jumped in with Aaron. And Aaron was going to fish up in the Monongahela. Two crazy things happened. We're fishing a while there. You know, just kind of plodding along. And this truck comes down a sandbank, brand new truck, brand new uh, uh, some kind of truck, or fancy pickup truck. And these two guys are driving it, and they start cutting donuts, and then they start running it into trees, 
and then backing it into trees, seeing how far they can run it into the water, and then back out of the water. Obviously, they had just stolen a it. A stolen truck. And they were tr- they were just going to tear it up. And, we're sh- <laughs> and we're, we could have been calling the police, and we're just sitting there going, wow. That you wanted un- to watch it before you called oh, the police. We didn't want to, but we, we, we were just dumbfounded. And finally, we called the police, but, you know, they were gone, you know, and the, ran away, and the truck was disabled. And then, right around the corner, I'm with Aaron, and he says, I want to fish that, that, that pipe over there, that drain pipe. I said, what? You having a fish right over there, and so he goes over to a drain. with a pretty good stream of of, of uh, liquid coming out of it. The liquid is the color of bubble gum. Oh. It is absolutely <laughs> the color of bubble gum, and he's throwing, throwing it, and throwing his, his, his little worm in there. And I, what are you doing? Yeah. He says, uh, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, it's that you'd be fishing that. What do you mean? It's, it's well, looks it's the like color chemical of pink." Oh, dude, I'm colorblind. Holy cow. I mean, as good as he is, even, you know. He had no idea. It was even pink. with that handicap, he's able to you know, knock out a Isn't that amazing? That, yeah. that just blows me away that he's colorblind and he, he's smashing us all the time. Unbelievable. Uh, so jumping back, we, we, we touched on a little bit. And I don't know if a lot of our viewers know this or not, but um, – you initially, when working with Jerry, working in the fishing industry, you initially did a lot of FLW stuff. That was our first tournament assignment. Yeah. Uh, Erwin Jacobs was just cranking it up, and he contacted Jerry. Uh, I was familiar with the company. This was 96, I think. Uh, with the, he was kind of started with the company that ran uh, the Redman you know, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. circuit. And, and yep. the All-America did the All-American. And they are going to start a new pro circuit, you know, and to go into competition with the Bassmasters. And they tapped us to do the, do the television. Yeah. So we... Kind of started and kind of did it a little differently, and it, it you know it resonated with some people. I that think, was you know? that yeah. was huge. You know, lo- looking back on it, that what you guys did for the coverage of the sport in FLW changed. I mean, it did because before that, there was this kind of I don't want to call it generic, but there was a very static view of how you covered tournaments. Um, yeah. And those couple years that you guys did FLW or that first year. I remember watching it early, and from a fan's perspective back then, I remember saying, "Whoa! Like this is amazing the way that this is. It's it's covered different. It made it exciting. Do, do you guys think about that? Do you guys think about the fact that what you did there changed the way? Yeah, the sports we we covered? do. You know, we we knew it was different, and you know, I think one of the main things that people noticed was it aired so much more quickly than tournaments had aired before. So obviously, we scrambled a lot. To, to to get that show put together and turned around, we sent you know, we sent a, a, a camera with the top ten anglers at that time, and you know and and went through a load of tape and really worked very hard. And there were some rough edges, but we really got some great moments there. And it, it just seemed more immediate when it wasn't you know yeah. sometime in the in the history you know yep. in the more more distant history. It was like two weeks ago or a week ago in some cases a quick yeah. turnaround like that. I, you know that was that was all Jerry. Yeah, that's I mean, amazing. That was Jerry Jerry had that in his mind i think from the minute he took that job he mm-hmm. said we're going to change the way we do that and 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 that's that's what happened yeah well yeah. bringing it bringing it fast was key you know i think so too yeah because yeah. i mean we're all you know we 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 would wait for the magazines you wait and you're always waiting for the show and and uh the the tournament's long gone and over with and now what you guys are doing uh Man, it's real Jazz time. Master Live. It's real time now. <laughs> I never thought the day would come. You know, you just think, wow, that's, there's no way we'll ever be able to do live coverage. And now that we've got this technology, and it's just, it's amazing to me. You know, it's we we lose picture a lot of times, but I mean, 
It's going to only get better. Yeah, and, right. and we're going to only. It's only going to be, and I just that's where it's going. Now, to Tom, me. would you call it a coincidence or just uh, a happenstance that Bassmaster Live? Launched a year after Ike Live. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point, Brian. I think, I think, I think maybe we may be uh, have some exposure legally there. So, uh, I got to talk to uh, Nathan Thurm, my lawyer. Yeah. yeah. If, if JM tomorrow gets a call from Feinstein and Feinstein, uh, we had nothing to do with that. Yeah, we probably will, but for I don't know for that reason. Well, yeah. well, Bass Bass Live is is changing things. It I is. think. It is. Uh, you know, uh, we had Zona. We asked him that question too. Uh, where, where do you see it going? I mean, uh, it, it seems like th- it's just this is the this is where it's at right now. Is that yeah. live coverage? Yeah. yeah, you do an amazing job. The rumor is it's going longer, like yeah. real soon. You know, like wow. maybe at the classic. Like possibly, I heard a rumor of six hours a day. Wow, it's been four hours a day. Now it's going to be like seven in the morning to maybe one in the afternoon. Are you going to wow. start like working out and getting in shape? For I need to do that six anyways. Six hours yeah. of coverage, <laughs> really, or get on the five-hour energy train, one or the other. I'm going to have to do one of those. But yeah, it's but it's it's just I don't know. It's 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 fascinating just to sit there and watch those guys. And we don't, it, it's not super hard work because we don't we don't talk as much. These guys hopefully narrate the whole thing. They yeah. tell us what we just saw. Mm-hmm. They tell us what they're doing right now, and, and that's what makes it real. That's what makes yeah. it, it live. How, you know? how do you handle those tough moments, though? Because I've, I, we talked about we play this. Trivia. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. play trivia. <laughs> Bad trivia. Because yeah. we talked about this earlier today. Um, when I'm not in the cut, which is most of the time on the final day, I watch it. I'm addicted oh, yeah. to it. And uh, without naming names, you guys get anglers uh, on the final day. That are freaking like you could have a, a a tree on the front deck or a block of concrete and it'd be more exciting. How do you handle those situations? The the luckiest thing that we've got in our favor is there's Mark Zona right there, you know, who will yeah. take that that particular person's situation and make it something. You know, he'll fill in the blanks. Whether that, you know, he'll he'll speak for that person. You yeah. know, and it's not always exact, but it's but it's always entertaining, and it's always got the kernel of what's really going on in there. So having Zona there is essential to that. I mean, if for me, I'd just be going. <clears throat> it's uh, Seven fifteen on the outside, uh, you know, twenty eight <laughs> degrees, and, uh, watching watching our leader trying to work his pocket here to no avail. I wish you'd say something, but but you know, we got, we uh, you know we got Zona, which is which is huge, you know, because he is he is the ultimate. He's a he is the best one of the best writers also ever in television. You, you don't not literally scrolling it down, but he composes stuff in his mind, yeah. narratives for things that you know are are well informed. And funny, which is the hardest thing in the world to yeah. do. And yeah. How much prep so. work goes into them, Tom? The prep work, you know, the prep work involves, you know, watching the weigh-ins, reading all the, you know, the great stuff on Bassmaster.com that's, that's written about the the day that the guys had. And of course, we start on day two of the tournament, and uh, so that we get basically one day of what's happening at this particular event uh, right. worth of worth of research there. But uh, you know, it's uh, producers don't hand you a a list of things going on or oh yeah 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 they points. work hard on that and, and they ask us to come up with ideas for little little bits that they can put together and and we, we with ike today we were out shooting the stuff for for this uh, this one piece and we did some other pieces that are going to be little things that we drop into the live coverage of the classic him explaining a lot of things about the 2013 classic which was yeah. also on grand lake yeah. so that's you know that sort of stuff we're always gathering you know mm-hmm. some content to throw in there and of course there's always bad trivia tommy what was your <laughs> yeah. what was your best live moment 
my best live moment. I think it came actually before Bassmaster Live. We talk about the IM desk that Julius is manning right there. And we were taking some. Uh, it was my favorite comment from a viewer, uh, it, and it's certainly Mercer and Zona's favorite comment of all time. It says, "Zona, what's been more volatile this week, the the weather or Tommy Sanders' hairpiece?" <laughs> it's like, yes, I like that. That's the spirit we're looking for. We love that. Those comments are priceless. Oh, they're fantastic. The the online community for that show right. is uh, they are. They're hardcore. They're, they're hardcore. Yeah. They're, they are ready to rock. They're re- they are tuned up and ready to be bizarre. That is, it's yeah. the same thing on this show. Yeah. No, you, you, oh, can, sure. you don't even have to hear what's being said. You can just watch the I am board just run down and <laughs> yeah. the crazy messages. I, I bet it's something to see. I, I, I want to ask for some advice. You, yes, sir. Um, you work with some uh, extreme personalities with Zona and Mercer. And uh, in case I ever have to work with an extreme personality, <laughs> yeah, if that ever happens, if that ever happens, <laughs> I don't see that happen. <laughs> oh. You, you are the man. You keep it all in dialed in. How'd you get so good at that? Well, you know, I, th- I think that the the secret to it is, you know, you can't have a funny show with two guys who are who are. Crazy. Who are out there. You've got right. to have a straight guy. You've got to have yep. Abbott for your Costello. You, yeah. you know, you, it, it doesn't work if you've got two guys who are trying to wear bigger clown shoes than the other one. Yeah, does uh, you know? But uh, you know, I think I have to, I have to be play the straight guy, and Mark Zona brings the content. You know, so setting him up in a, in a straightforward manner. When he goes for the for the, for the uh, the absolute grabber, you know, comment or everything, I, th- I think it helps. You know, in, right. a, in, a, in a slight way, in a little way. You know, so I, I think that's my my responsibility is to play the straight guy, I, and of course I'm I'm not as brilliantly funny as he is. So that's a, it's a good it's a good it's a bargain. Perfect, it's a perfect match. Perfect, did, yeah. did you go to like you went to uh, BYU and uh, NYU, uh, NYU? NYU. I'm sorry. I'm not a you studied what communications? <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> what, what what is it the, the time zones? We got uh, bagel time. Banjo time is central. Yeah. Uh, Mormon time is mountain, and porn time is the. the, the that's right. The, the West Coast. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. Bagel time. But is, is there a lot of training involved in in your background? Like learn how to do this stuff, or does it just come natural? Uh, just doing a lot of it, you know. Yeah. Just being lucky enough to, to to do a lot of it and get some get one job that leads to another, and it's 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 like cutting hair. The longer you do it, the more adept you get at it, and so sure. forth. It's, it's, uh, you can still well, do a bad haircut every now and then. But, you know. <laughs> well, well, Jerry says that, like, you know, I was asking him for some stuff, uh, some, you know, trash on you. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm like, do you have like a, you know, blooper reel or something like that? And he goes, well, we have nothing live with Tommy because he's, he's dead on. But apparently you're the hit. At the Christmas party with the blooper they had, reel. They, they've had some great blooper reels. We haven't had a blooper reel in, in a few years, but yeah, there's a, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a little bit of horseplay that goes along in between <laughs> takes, you know, some of these things. I know you can't imagine with guys like Mercer and, and Zona and, and me in there, but there's actually some funny, some funny, usually abusive and naughty moments <laughs> that, that take place there that aren't really good for family entertainment <laughs> well we're rated r here so we are. are you yeah well we I, yeah that's why I, I think that gets a lot of people going yeah, we need the parental warning at the beginning of the show speaking of parental warning i don't know if you knew this i want to uh, let everybody know we talked about the live coverage yes. uh and i got to be involved in that the first day of the classic this year it's kind of in its infancy it was launching and um 
I was officially this is we could put this in the history books of bass fishing. I was officially the first angler ever to curse live. On Bassmaster Live. <laughs> yeah, I guess you were. Classic. Sure. Did that yeah. surprise you at all? Yeah, no, not at all. Do you not. remember the exact line that I said? You're back in that, fairly halfway back in that creek. Yeah. Where you spent a lot of time. Yeah. There, aren't we, uh, no, I don't remember the exact there was. Words. I was in that creek, and yeah. there was a drone that was flying way too close to me, and it kept coming in, it kept coming in, and I, you could hear it when those drones run. You know, they're like... You know, it's creepy, man. And I, it's, it's really, it's, and, it's like a I, swarm of bees. Yeah, yeah, and I just, without thinking, you know, because I think, you know, for me, I forget that you're live. You just get into what you're doing, yeah. you know. And I'm in this cove, and I'm fishing, and I hear, and it had already got close to me two or three times earlier in the day, and I hear, and I'm like, I look back, and I'm like, oh, fucking helicopter. <laughs> that was it. And that was it. That was it. Broke First the ice. Ever. Broke the ice, and boy. Did others pile in after? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. How, how is that being managed? Like, I remember when uh, they were talking. I was talking with Mercer and Zona. We were covering the uh, the one here on the Chesapeake, and they were, you know, at first it was like nobody could curse because they were worried about various things, and yeah. now it seems like they, it's it's wide open. And I mean, is there is there any implications? I've never to heard cursing any, on live television. What's I've, the, I've never heard any official stance on that at all. Okay. And, and you know, and I haven't gone back. To listen to the archive versions to see, I don't imagine it's been changed or anything like that. It's just uh, you know you accept it as, you know, that's the whole scene, warts and all. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what goes on out there. I like it. Yeah. Let oh it, yeah. Let it roll. Well, it's not live television. It's the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not. No uh, networks. It's, it's, to, it's a different. You're right, Brian. It's a different with. animal. Yeah. It's and I, I, I don't know if you knew this. So I was the first one to curse on live TV, and then at Gunnersville this year. This is an interesting fact, Brian DeCarpenter. You might want to remember this. Okay, all right. At Gunnersville this year, I'll write it down. on day three or four, Byron Velvick was the first one to do his hair live on Bassmaster. <laughs> he actually had a hair dryer and a comb, and he was blow-drying <laughs> his hair. I missed that. Speaking of Velvick, yeah. during the Philly event, and I know you were busy fishing and all, Yeah. Velvet camped out on that one spot up by. Um, he did. Yeah. The apartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard he he had his shirt off, kind of just sitting in his boat tanning. Was he really? Yeah. He caught his limit, and then he just took his. Sh- that 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 was the rumor. They took his wow. shirt off. Wow. Put <laughs> Does the that surprise out. you? Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> magnificent specimen of the human <laughs> yeah. species. What are you talking about? It's yeah. all making sense now because the the anchor girl, what was her name? You worked with her yeah, before. Yeah, Jennifer Fredericks. Jennifer Fredericks. Is it Channel 10 or Channel 3? The um, Fox affiliate. Fox affiliate yeah. went out of her way to interview Byron multiple times. And it probably had something to do with the fact that she saw his nipple. <laughs> she, right. she, I'm pretty sure she was Byron crazy. I'm like, well, we've got Ike and Ellie over here. We got da, 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 and this is one of the former bachelors, and her eyes got this big. And let's can we go talk to him? <laughs> yeah, one go. thing I want to comment on with that ties all this together: profanity, live TV, bass fishing, South Jersey, Philly, all of that together. I mean, it was a magnificent experience for us to have a tournament in downtown Philadelphia, yeah. right on the river there. It was so different from anything we'd ever experienced because the crowd spent their entire time screaming profanity at the top of the <laughs> line. And you explained, you explained to, to anyone who would listen, 
that's what we do here. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the culture and everything yeah. like that. And <laughs> our guys were moving from, from the takeoff to something else, just a bunch of scaffolding in a truck. You couldn't go very fast. And they were having to go slow, kind of around the park area there. And they noticed a bunch of kids on bicycles were getting closer and closer. And thought, oh, the kids want to, you know, I don't know what they, they just, they just like following behind and they slowed down a little bit. And when the kids got close enough, they stopped their bikes and just unleashed a load of profanity and finger signs and everything. And the guys, the guys, that's it. That's the culture there. You know, it's, it's just you know, that's what we do. That's you know, you don't you don't discount it. You just you just recognize it as part of growing yeah. up in a certain part of the country. Very very typical of this yeah, area. We learned some things in kindergarten that other places of the country don't get to till senior year, till college, <laughs> till freshman year of college. Yeah, I, I talk talk a little bit more about that Philly vet. Did it? Did it surprise you? Because I know even on the pro side, on our side, we were there was a lot of anxious moments on whether that event would be a a success oh. from the standpoint of good TV and fans and the weigh in and the crowds. Did that surprise a lot of you guys? It did. I mean, you know, we we thought well, this could be fantastic, but didn't know for sure. Yeah. And it surpassed, I think, everyone's expectation. Is that the impression that you get? Yeah. It was I, just the crowds were, were massive, overflow yeah. every day, super partisan, and into it more than any place we had ever, you know, yeah. energy-wise. That's what, sticks, that's what yeah. sticks in my mind is not necessarily the numbers because I've seen classics and I've seen, like, Orange, Texas. I've seen events with more people. Yeah. But the energy, the like, energy is, you know, is just off like the charts. every every guy that weighed in didn't matter at Philly. There was positive, there was ed- energy. Not only positive, but there was <laughs> no, no, energy. No, it wasn't no, you, it was there negative. Was energy. <laughs> yeah. and, and that was like really real and tangible. And I haven't seen that at very many events in my 18 years doing Nothing it. Nothing like that. That, yeah. that. That's a one of a kind deal, and I hope we come back. Yeah, because yeah. it was just fantastic, and you know, I thought the river provided a great place to. Yeah. You know, everyone was was hobbled a little bit, handicapped by the fact that you were there, and you knew every stump and every little <laughs> every little every, every little uh, cutback and everything. But uh, still, I think I think it made a great tournament, and it was, mm-hmm. it was it was good fishing. It was not a giant slugfest, but it was the kind of stuff that that made for good stories all the way across. The you board. could every get, day. Yeah, you could get competitive. And, yes. You know, it wasn't giant weights like you said, but guys yeah. could catch limits. And, uh, you know, it was amazing to, I mean, I lived there and fished there all the time, too. And the places that they excelled, that surprised me. And, boy, duck, it's monster stringer. Amazing stringer. Yeah. Never yeah. thought we'd see a 17-pound yeah. bag August. in August. Not in August. Not in August. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was, and nobody wanted to leave. And talk about enthusiasm. I remember being there. Oh, yeah. And you had the trophy, and it was all over, and it was just a... You know, people were like, they just wanted, they wanted more. You know, they just loved it. <laughs> they loved it so much. It was neat. It was, it was, it was great, great event. Yeah. Now, real quick before we leave the topic, sure. and I feel obligated to ask you this because we asked Jerry this same exact question okay. when he was on with us on Skype, and it, it's real simply stated: Is there any possibility? And this, uh, this is because you guys work with FLW. Sure. Any possibility of FLW and Bass having a merger or a truce? Or a meeting of the minds. <laughs> Truce. <laughs> I like to think there's a possibility of that. You know, I mean, I don't know anything concrete about that or any, anything like that. But uh, you know, I would, I would, I would think exploring that is the best thing that we could do. You know, yeah. not just dismissing and saying, "Oh, it'll never happen." Let's not, let's not take that off the realm of possibility. Let's, yeah. let's dive into that. And I, you know, I think you, uh, Pete, and, and you, Mike, would agree that you know, a, a, a single unified. You know, top tier tournament, top of the pyramid would might be a really good thing. I think Man. you're right. We talk about it all the time. We we always uh, 
you know, especially when this show's done, we'll go out to the bar and it'll be three o'clock in the morning. Becky's so mad at us, uh, <laughs> and we talk about our, you know, we get start getting into theory, and we always we always talk about the sport to get to the pinnacle, to get to where baseball and football and golf are at. Eventually, that has to happen. I and I really believe that. I think Pete yeah. believes that. Every sport so, has done that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Every sport that's still around and successful today has had sure. eventually oh, yeah. gotten together. I'm old enough to remember when the AFL and the NFL got together. You know, for, oh, yeah. for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Wow, you are and, pretty old. I'm, I'm really <laughs> old. I do not buy green bananas, Pete. I'm, I'm aging like a banana here, right in front of your eyes, here in front of the uh, Ike Live. Well, yeah. speaking of, speaking of old, I don't know if you knew this, but Pete was at the original Woodstock that's concert. True. Is that right? Yeah. So that's really Pete, Pete, were, you one of the, <laughs> were you one of the clothed ones or the unclothed <laughs> ones? There, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so many of those I want to hear about this, when, when was Woodstock? 60, 69. 69. 1969. I could have been unclothed, but I'd only been two years old. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you probably weren't clothed then. I'll have to ask mom and dad if they were there. <laughs> they never said they were. Maybe they're hiding something from me. Yeah, mo- yeah, most people who say they were there were not there. So if they say they weren't there, then possibly, well, quite possibly, they were there. Well, don't listen to Mike. I was not at Woodstock. <laughs> not true. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I'm trying to check, uh, I, and I want to uh, get it back to you guys in a second with some IMs, but I'm also checking the social media mm-hmm. as we're going here, and, and this is a pretty, pretty... There's a lot of good questions on there. There's a lot of good questions. There is. Uh, and this one came, came from uh, Rob Rockwood. I think he's out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Rockwood. And Rob Rockwood's question is, if Mark Zona fell in one of Kevin Van Dam's ice fishing hole. And he sunk to the bottom, and he could never be recovered. Who would you want as a replacement? And you can't you can't count uh, Mercer either. So I can't count Mercer. Can't Who would count I want Mercer. as a replacement? Who would you want as a replacement for Zona if he sunk to the bottom of Lake Erie? Of Lake Erie, and and Kevin just said, "Screw it, let him sink down at the bottom." Let him be smallmouth structure, a skeleton, a corpse, and all that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Who would you want as a replacement? Would you make yourself available? I, absolutely. I'm thinking about retiring soon anyway, so absolutely. I think that's, yeah. Wow! <laughs> well, hold, hold on, hold on. Tom, well, Tom know, first of all, if you got to tell him to stop screaming into the microphone. You, okay. <laughs> I like screaming into the microphone. I can't stand oh, it. Dude, <laughs> be quiet. You know this makes the show when I do I will <laughs> shut you off. Whatever. What would be the what? matter with that? I think that would be fantastic, you know. I mean, you know, Zona's shoes on impossible to fill but i mean uh, how about another let's let's take it i let's take it i would be humbled by it i would love to do it and i don't think i could fill his shoes because zona to me is like will farrell like seriously that's who i imagine like i could close my eyes and see zona saying let the boy watch he must learn like I learned from my father. <laughs> Can you see Zona say that? I think I think he has said that. He's said yeah. That. Oh yeah. On the show. <laughs> on the show has he said it on the show? Pretty sure. I don't remember. Uh, l- let's get back to you guys, uh, Julius. What do you got? You got any good IMs? G- give us some strange ones. Well, Not anything uh, like we don't want anything like Tommy. How do you tie a Texas rake? We don't want yeah, those. Yeah. Couldn't help you. We want good ones. Well, uh, there was a, there's there's a few asking. About um, well, these are for you, Mike. Uh, about how many classics you've attended, and what was your favorite? Um, yep, I, I I've attended. Uh, th- I've had uh, made si- seventeen classics. May in my I career. point out that that is currently the longest yes. streak yep. right now, and yes. a, I have sixteen in a row, so I'm pretty proud of that. And my favorite two are Pittsburgh and uh, New Orleans, the year that I won, two thousand three. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Uh, Tommy, yes, sir. 
If you were fishing a tournament, would you rather catch five keepers, catch five keepers, or one big friggin' lunker? Oh, one big friggin' lunker, I guess. (laughs) Any idea who sent that question in? Who? Uh, It's your boy, Mercer. (laughs) I know what video he's referring to right now. Maybe he'll send that in and we can run that. I'd kind of like that, actually. Uh, Give me a second. Um, All right, I got some good ones here. Uh, Somebody on here asked, why bass, Tom? You're so good at this, you could be commenting. Where's it at? Give me one more second. Oh, Greg Tesh on Facebook. Uh, you are such a good analyst and commentator, you could do any sport. Why bass? Well, that's, I mean, that's that's where I got started doing uh, sports commentary, and I love it, and the, and the people are great, and the, the sport is fantastic, and, uh, you know, I, it's it's just uh, giving me everything. I, I, I couldn't, uh, you know, I'd like to try others, but I, I've, I've spent so much time on this one, it's like, I've learned to be a rock mason. Why, why would I go, you know, right. into the roofing business now? Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I don't know. I think some of the other sports would be. I mean, fishing is is still kind of a fringe sport, but it is interesting, right? I mean, there there's yeah. certain elements to it it's that make it interesting. Different. The stories are are really, you know, different from any other sport, and you can you have time to develop them. You, you know, it's it's not like you know. First down, second down, third down, commercial. It's like you got you got time to tell stories, yeah. and develop stories, and, and 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 best of all, coax the stories out of the anglers. You yeah, know, that's the ideal. Yeah, and and the other thing too is you've seen uh, some other stuff. So I, you know, I I know you've covered the the timber sports, timber, stuff. steel timber sports, steel series, timber sports. Uh, yes, the we're, great now we're outdoor the, games, the great outdoor games, the super boat, uh, the offshore. Uh, boating thing we just started doing the last couple of years. Just finished working on the Reno Air Races. Yeah, you know, I, I was at the Reno Air like Races. That, you know, I've, I've done shooting sports, the racquetball, the U.S. Open awesome racquetball. The producer, director, creative mind uh, behind that. Really, Pop Litzwire no, 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 in here. Up, but, but he was awesome in that. Game. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'd like to hear more. Are there? Let me ask this. So, racquetball. Are there any? Skeet Reese type of characters. In the there was one, wasn't there? <laughs> you know Suzzy what I'm talking Munchik, about. Very right? California, <laughs> very yellow, worried Suzzy about Munchik his hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Accepting was, dollar bills in Cal- his pants. You huh? know. Sudgy was New York. Sudgy was New York, was Staten Island, but he was very Skeet Reese-like. Now, who was the big star from California? Huh? <laughs> Rocky, Carson. Rocky Carson. who was who was not like Skeet. I mean, he had the good looks in the California look, but he was very quiet, you know, sort of personal. He had a different sort of personality. How are the fans in that sport? Are they ravenous or are they're they... ravenous? I mean, it's it's like a Comic Con convention when, wow. you, when you go there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They small are. Group it's a small group of uh, of, of, of very dedicated fans, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a sport that's had a hard time gaining traction. Now, Tommy, since you live in Arkansas, yeah. how come you don't have? Or how come you don't talk like a hillbilly? This is coming oh, from Baba Booey. I resent that. <laughs> well, who's, what? Baba Booey. Who said that? Baba Booey. I'll get him. <laughs> Dying my roots, I'll kill a man. Everything like that. Nothing, nothing to do that. <laughs> who's funner to hang out with? The the bass fishermen. The sporting dogs or the lumberjacks? The lumberjacks got to be good. <laughs> the lumberjacks. Let me tell amazing. you this: if you like to drink beer and have a good time, the lumberjacks, especially the guys from down under, there's a lot of them from the south, from right. New Zealand, Australia, Tasmania. Those guys throw down. Now, I, yeah. I mean, it gets dangerous sometimes. I was been, I was in a it was in a hotel lobby in Germany one time, and one of them cranked up a, a hot saw, which is basically a snowmobile engine on mm-hmm. a chainsaw, right. in the lobby of the thing at midnight. You know, after some. Wow. Furious rounds in the bar. So. <laughs> wow. They, they, you know, if you want a party, that's a bunch to get with. But they're all fine. I mean, the bass, the bass guys are fun, and you know, and some of them, you just don't know when to when to approach them. You know, 
a bad day, a good bad day. day. You know, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know, you know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. How, how do you how do you how do you deal with like the pre- prima donnas like Chris Lane and and others <laughs> when you have to uh, <laughs> handle uh, <laughs> oh my god handle a tough interview like that? <laughs> oh my god, Chris Lane, what what a you know, what a joy, man! They're, they're the anti prima donna is just uh, you know, most of them are so great and so good, you know. And some guys are just naturally you know old school and want to you know the fishing doesn't talking for me and. I you know, I'm, I, I don't feel comfortable with it. So, you know, it takes all kinds. You know, right. if everybody was all the same, it would truly be a boring experience <laughs> right. for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, sorry, Mike over there laughing is. Nah, you don't want me in there, man. Come on, sit down. Take me off my game. Nah, man, you don't need me in there. Op who's our cinematographer here, and, and he is also uh, producer director of the number one rated fishing show on uh, NBC Sports, which is the Saltwater Experience. Wow. wow. So how about that? Yeah, wow. you've seen that. I You've seen that, that show. Welcome. I have yeah. seen that show. Don't ask me how they do anything, though. I just <laughs> point camera. Now, shoot. that's not true. That's no, not true. Yeah. No, no, seriously. Let's get into it a little bit, because I've worked with you for the last couple of days. Yeah. It's amazing when I get around creative guys like yourself to, uh, to see nice the angles that. and all that stuff. How, is that something you trained for, or is that something... That you just develop, like especially in the fishing world, because covering fishing is different than covering racquetball or an air show, right? right. There's oh, yeah. there's a lot more stuff going on. Is that something that that you trained for, or that you just worked into as as your career went on? I think it was something that I um, developed out of need for dinero. Adam, yeah. Someone said, "Hey, we need you to produce this fishing show," and I was like. Damn, I need to figure out how this fishing thing works really fast. Yeah, no, I mean, no, my dad's Jerry McInnes, so uh, yeah. So I was born in, you know, I was born, I was, I was at, you know, I was with my dad. Yeah. For several, through all his career. So it's you in know. your blood, sorta. Of. So yeah, that's in my blood. But then, uh, um, uh, even though, of course, I was experienced in the fishing world or whatever, I, I was probably more interested in his camera guy when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and the film, you know, back then he shot with film. Yeah. So I was just interested in the, you know, the celluloid film or whatever, and, and yeah. got into that world of it. To fund what? Now let's finish the the thought there. Uh, you're good at that shit. I'm not good at that. <laughs> no, no. To fund what? <laughs> Money to fund what? Oh, what you do primarily to, to fund my uh, my music career actually. Okay. Yeah. And my fi- my first actual career uh, was uh, uh, actually I was I was uh, I was going to college, and uh, what university my brother, by the way? North Texas. Okay. And uh, my brother called me up and asked me if I could go. This was a little after college. I was working for a video company in Dallas. And my brother after asked me if I could go be a cameraman on the uh, the bass fishing uh, tournament that they had picked up, which was the FLW. FLW. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, um, I was like, cool, you know. And and uh, so we were doing that. And and. Um, Somewhere in the middle of that, we actually I got actually, I actually got a record deal with the band that I was in. I got a record deal with MCA Records, and then had to had to bail out of the whole career of, of wow. shooting fishing. Wow! And um, but you know, of course, that kind of run its course. We we didn't uh, you know become superstars. We were you know just like any band that gets a record deal. You're at yeah. the do- you're at the doorstep, but then you have to win another lottery to right. you know be one of those big bands. Which and so we didn't win that lottery, um, but we kept on. And so, uh, you know, when I was asked to produce uh, another fishing show later, not only my dad's fishing show for a couple of years, but another fishing show, it was like, 
hey, this is, I could use this money to to fund the band. Yeah, that, you know that we, yeah. we want to keep going. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely, um, you know, there's there's definitely a I'm not like I'm not one of those guys that like it's a lot of fishing shows, a lot of ones that aren't so great sometimes because they're produced by a guy that's just really into fishing, but actually doesn't know anything about filming it. Right. You know what I mean? And so, uh, um, you know, I was one of those guys that was probably more from the production side. And so when I was asked to produce a fishing show, it's something that I know about and I yeah. can do, but could actually make some money at it and fund the music career and all that stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Looking. That's awesome though. Cause it is like an art, you know, like, uh, we, we were joking about a little bit earlier, like how people, I think a lot of people expect an old style fishing video and they want to see a guy very static, just sitting, yeah. talking and explaining, but, you know, a lot of the stuff that I love, a lot of stuff that, you know, we look at, we're like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. Mm. It's like art. You know what I mean? Like, the way yeah. it's put together, it's like yeah, that's, that's, it's storytelling. That's, yeah, you know? that's that's kind of where I, I come from because, I mean, I get into, you know, cinema and film just like the next film nerd because, I mean, that's how, that's why I went to school to study film and yeah. and music at the same time. And, um, and the kind of shows that I like to produce, whether it was for my dad or for or the Saltwater Experience, I like the story arc kind of shows. Like a lot of shows are like the hit you in the face kind of shows these yep. days. And I guess I'm more old school. I like the I like the let's let's go to the place and get the feel for uh, for uh, where we are. You know. Yeah, Brian, turn that up a little bit. We're hearing some music right now. Is that you? Oh yeah, that's me. Look at that! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget about it. Forget about it. What, what song from what album? Hey, that's it. Hey, that's yeah. Are, are you are you a front man or? Yeah, I'm from that, the guy with the, the guy that's like singing in the microphone. Wow, that's awesome. See, our producer's yeah. not bad. I'm, I'm putting a lot of static no, on him. No doubt, man. That's he quick was, on your feet right that's there. Good. That, is awesome, that is awesome. That is awesome. Wow. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. May I ask? That's, that's pretty good. I, I got a question for you. A lot, and I think our viewers really have no idea what goes on to produce a fishing show. Yeah. I mean, weather. Right. Days. As soon as the camera starts rolling, the fish don't bite. Always. Yeah. It's like automatic. I mean, uh, it's, it's a real grind. Dealing yeah, with man. that. I love the bad weather days because that means I'm just chilling back at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean it's uh, an off day. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's. Um, I mean, I yeah, I, I uh, w- like you know, usually the only people I really talk to this about are like friends. They're like, you do what? And how does that work? You know, so uh, so everyone like when they find out that that's what I do, they they're just like intrigued because they because it's like something that's been on TV for a long time, and there's a lot of different ones, but. Uh, people have no I have you know people have no idea how it works, but um, uh, I, I don't know, know how the guys do it on it's, it's Lake super Erie. Hard because you're with the big waves. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like it's it's a really hard work because you're a lot of times you're dealing with elements, you know. Yeah, and I mean, especially, I, like especially with salt in the saltwater world. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes you. You go out there, and, then, and I love it when the uh, the fisherman goes, "That's oh, gonna be that's oh, gonna be a good day today. You know, it's gonna be nice." And then all of a sudden, and an hour from then, you're in thirty foot waves, man, hanging on like a like a bull rider, man, just like, you know. And then you got like a fifty pound weight on your shoulder all day. And wow. It's, yeah. And, and what about the stuff? seasickness thing? Like I fish for a living, yeah. and I get seasick. And I'm like, got to look at the horizon. Right, I right. can't imagine the guy having to look through that lens and yeah, he's the shot. yeah, he's really bad. He actually got seasick on the toilet upstairs. Flush the horizon, like oh my god, yeah, the toilet's turning. Well, you got you. He ticked off the list of of people we know who didn't make it 
in that oh, building yeah, yeah. side because they could, they could not handle it. For some reason, they could not hang. There's a long list. Like I couldn't do, I couldn't like be an astronaut or anything like that. But for some reason, uh, a C doesn't. Uh, you know, maybe it's from doing the, you know, going out in the boat when, when I was a kid with my dad because he would end up in crazy places. So right. the worst places that I was ever in, and in, 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 when I was a kid, and he did a lot of uh, saltwater stuff too, was uh, Lake Michigan. Man, we were oh, in like some 15 lake. footers in, oh, Mich- in Lake Michigan. <laughs> but like I, I don't know, maybe I, I developed a, an ability over the time, but it doesn't. It so far hasn't gotten to me. But yeah. one time that it did. You know, you're talking about looking through a viewfinder. Um, I actually was the very first crew of the Spanish Fly. I was on the, I was like the first camera guy on the first Spanish Fly. Me and another guy with with JM, and uh, we were doing the Spanish Fly in San Diego, and we were tuna fishing on a on a mothership, and it wasn't going well during the daytime, so we weren't catching them in the day. You know, and in the daytime, if you have a problem with seasickness or anything, it's better in the day, of course. Because you can, you know, you can look out and get a sense of your surroundings and your yeah. bearings. You, some people can look at the horizon and figure it out. Well, nothing was going on, and we were like dying for a show. All of a sudden, the the mothership just going to the the place we were gonna park, like some bay near some island or whatever. They were like, we got tuna everywhere, and it's the middle of the night. It was like midnight. We bail out of bed. We're already, you know, sleepy yeah. as it is. It go out. I go out on the deck, and they got like these two lights. It's Black. I mean, Solid nothing tuna. more black than what looked, what it looked like beyond that. You know, it was like being in space. Beyond that, the back of that boat was ah. space. And yet, I got to put my eye on a viewfinder like this. Whoa. And by the way, we're rocking. Yeah. Right. I'm in this viewfinder. The only thing I see is black and tuna flying in from the Whoa. edge of the boat. And uh, I'm going with it. I'm working, working my butt off. And I start, I start looking around, and people are disappearing. My brother Mike, who you had on the show, yeah, he was gone. Yeah, uh, the other camera guy was gone, and I'm like, the hell, I'm the only guy out here, but <laughs> it's me and this one guy, last man standing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and then after that, I was I was kind of messed up. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't puke, but but it was like, you know, because if you don't, if you can't get your bearings, yeah, it, it was bad news. But everyone else was sucking on yeah. that deal. But <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, that's that's one of the deals. I mean, I've, I've almost every crew member I've had is is. Or the cohort, a camera cohort on this on on a on a C related thing has has lost it, you know, at some point or another. Um, it's 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 a it's a rough deal. The other thing that I found in the shows that I've done is always problematic is that the the crew that is diehard bass anglers, you yeah. know, and you're out there you're out there fishing, and of course the camera starts rolling, fish stop biting. Nothing's nothing's going. You can't catch and a fish on. You on can't the, catch a fish in the cameraman. Video, that's for sure. Yeah, he gets bored, right? He's frustrated. It's been two, three hours, yeah. and he he's he brought a rod or grabs one of mine and figures. <laughs> nah, and just as it. soon as that camera goes down, <laughs> oh, sure. there he is, four pounder. Oh. Well, I will say something Missed about that. I, I know better, and I have <laughs> never, I have never. The bad thing, everyone's like, oh, you must catch the lost of fish on those shows. I've never yeah. once been able to pick up a rod or have done have picked up a rod while shooting a fishing show i've been doing the saltwater experience for 10 years i've never once picked up a rod or it's either that or the the hosts have never offered me the opportunity <laughs> i think maybe that's the deal i'm gonna call them out right now you bums <laughs> yeah let me catch a fish let what the it? man catch a fish <laughs> well i'll tell you this i i you know i'm not uh, i'm more of a, a film aficionado or video aficionado than i am a fisherman um 
but it's in my blood because I will tell you this. I don't, I don't want to name the show, but remember the show with the two guys, the two older guys that retired? Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe we don't have to say what the name of the show is. So on the first first or second episode of that, they had me go out to shoot it. This was like going to be their inaugural thing. Me and another guy from maybe JM or whatever go out to shoot it. And it's these two guys. The story is two guys that have retired from their lives, and they're going to just be fishermen. Yeah. Right? And they're going to learn all that stuff. So the first gig was in um, in a, uh, a, a trout stream in Colorado. Awesome, awesome place. Just incredible. Incredible trout fishing, apparently. The guide was there, and he's telling them, every, he's telling them everything to do, but they were a little stubborn, right? So we went a week, and they didn't get a bite. A week, oh. and they were dying. They were dying, man. They were dying about it. They were like, oh. and they were at the, they were dinner, you know, because we we weren't. I don't if I remember correctly, we we wouldn't always eat with them, but I could yeah. hear them like talking. God, why can't we catch any fish or whatever? So we get to the final day, they haven't caught anything, and they're like, we gotta, we, you know, it's like pick, time to pick up the loop. Well, the whole time, I'm listening to the guide the whole time. I'm shooting him. I'm I'm doing stuff, but I'm listening to him the whole time. Yeah, right. The deal is, you know, sometimes people know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, so, I, the, we're done. This is it. We're after this. We're packing up our stuff. We're getting on a plane. I put the camera down. I'm on like the little rocky shore and one of the side of things. And I'm like, hey man, let me let me try out what you were talking about. And I was like, and I, you know, I can I can fly fish. Okay, I'm not a I'm not a genius or whatever, but I can I can do it. Okay. So I'm like, I do exactly what that. I put it exactly where that guy had been telling him the whole week. Yeah. Wha-bam! And, I, and then, <laughs> dude, I kind of try it like this. Wow. <laughs> and I and I'm, I'm reeling it in. I'm concentrating. I'm like kick ass. This is awesome. And I like pull it in. And then I and then I I realize I I turn around. Oh, I look at everybody's there lined up. And they're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they ha- they hated God. me. And, yeah. I never, and I was off the gig for the rest of the deal. That's right. <laughs> the show was canceled after the, after that indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, apparently it ran for. Yeah, they time. got better. But they I still better. have the, I probably have the record trout on their show though. Wow. Uh, now, nah, but I mean you know but that hey that goes to show you that um, if someone's trying to teach you something in the fishing world a guide or whatever. You know, maybe you should listen yeah. first. No, yeah. Don't be stubborn. For sure. And and it takes sometimes seven days to get 30 minutes of the television show. Exactly. They they, yeah. they, uh, they got a week. Now, with Saltwater Experience, uh, not to take over the show. Jesus. No, go, go, go. <laughs> no, but with Saltwater Experience, we've actually, you know, the cool thing about um, saltwater fishing is that, I mean, you know, you guys know, being pl- close to the ocean or whatever, that, you know, there's a million things just right below you. Yeah. I mean, you could go. We haven't made a snapper show, but you can make a snapper show. I mean, you know, you just Any, drop yeah, your line down. Yeah. Or, or actually, we have made snapper shows with, like, kids and stuff. Like, we made shows with kids, and you, you take them to a, a cool little mangrove thing, and boom, 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 yeah. boom. You know, it's not like bass fishing. Yeah. I mean, Salt, it's, it's, saltwater fishing is special. Yeah. It's, I, I love the fact that you can always catch something. Yeah. And, you, and the other thing I love is you never know. You know, like, yeah. when we're bass fishing, you pretty much know it's a bass a drum, a drum, pike. a pike, and that's about it, right? And it may, and it may take you to maybe a one, one. Yeah, <laughs> but when you're saltwater fish, it's like every drop, you're like, yeah. oh shit, what's going to And that's next? the thing. It's like we've got it to a, we've got it to a, a, a science now. They know what they're they're doing quite a bit. So sometimes a show we can get two shows in a day. Nice. <laughs> so wow. sometimes it's not that hard yeah. to actually acquire the the meat of the show. But then right. there, of course there's tons of other things. You guys know there's tons of other. Yeah. Things. Well, it's, it's the beauty of bass life, right? The budget is set. You catch them or you don't catch them. That's right. We go home. Yeah. You've got that amount <laughs> of time. The story is the story. That's the thing that people lear- have learned from that. You know, is all our shows 
up to that point, the, the edited shows, these are this. it's a cavalcade of catches. It has nothing to do with real time. Mm-hmm. Very much compressed. You get an idea of what a guy has to go through. It, you know, if you see a guy catch 21 pounds of fish, and if he only got six keepers that day, you don't really have an idea of what he had to go through in those interim time yeah. periods. Now you get to see that. You Now you get to see where doubt comes into your mind, even though you may be on your way to the lead of the tournament. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. a nerve-wracking thing. Yeah. That's what the Bass Live brings out. I, I never I, thought that I would enjoy watching a man catch no fish. I mean, I never thought that that would be fascinating. And it's the way you guys deliver it. It's the it's my experience with tournament fishing. I can feel the pressure yeah. that oh, these yeah. guys are under and watching them go through their, you know, they fail at this. They're going to go to plan B. That's not working. Mike pulls in on them and start. They have to cuss at each other. <laughs> and then the pressure builds. And the pressure builds. And, and, you know, they finally get it going. And boom, they break off or he jumps off. And, I mean, you get see them go down in the boat. You see him put his head down, break something. Sometimes, sometimes they just can't talk. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an absolute pressure cooker. I can't turn it on because if I turn it on, that's it. Day's over. My day's over. Yeah. I mean, nothing else yeah. is getting done. And Shelly's pissed. His wife pissed <laughs> off because the lawn's supposed to be mowed. Yeah. They're supposed to clean the pool. Prairie grass in the lawn, yeah. waving in the, yeah. waving in the breeze. Yeah. It's not getting done at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly hasn't got laid in like three weeks. What? <laughs> you know. What? <laughs> I should have said that. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. Because <laughs> she's watching. Um, we, we talked about you know crazy weather and, and uh, some some of the fishing, but in your years in saltwater experience, one location that stands out as the best place you've ever been. Well, I mean, with saltwater experience, I mainly do almost everything in the Keys. In the Keys, uh, yeah. They go to Louisiana and and some, some other places around the the coast or the the uh, East Coast, but. Um, you know, so we mainly hang out mostly the Keys, but uh, that being be that as it may, the Marquesas, which is the furthest you know yes. out there, yes, it's just like last May we did, a, and then the shows are actually running right now. The the Marquesas Mothership shows is kind of what we're calling them. They uh, it was a series of four or five shows where we went on a mothership and went out there to the Marquesas for several days, and um, man, it's just. It, the, the the water was super calm and you get those I mean it was like um, if I could just describe it to people that maybe you know like to watch movies like me or whatever there's a scene in uh, Forrest Gump where all the storms have all gone away yeah and he's just hanging on the boat and he's you remember the uh, the, the uh, sergeant character has made his peace with mm-hmm. oh, yeah. nature or God or whatever yeah. and there was the sunset and all the water was calm and everything and there was this amazing sun that they probably waited for months to get the perfect one yeah well that was like that every night there wow and we're on the mothership and what was crazy is um, uh, not not to mention that the fishing out there is unbelievable because people don't hit it very often. You can get to it from Key West fairly fairly quickly, you know, in terms of like a, you know, you guys make bigger rides to go get one fish on a tournament. Right. It's like a twenty, maybe a thirty minute ride or whatever. Right. But uh, but people, you know, guys don't go straight out there all the time, so the fish are just waiting, just hanging, waiting to be, you know, the permit, the the uh, um, uh, tar- well, tons of tarpon. Um, kudas, huge goliath groupers and wrecks and stuff. There's wow. a lot of wrecks. And also the other thing about the Marquesas, that's where a lot of Cuban boats, a lot of Haitian boats come in. So you got all these boats where it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a sad story in a lot of cases, but it's but it's interesting. There's shipwrecks, you mean? 
No, just boats that are recent Humans. have recently been parked parked oh, wow. there. Okay. And the thing is, is that you know, the funding is not enough for people to go, you know, take them to junkyards or whatever. So, you know, yep. you see all the boats that have maybe even come within the last month or so, and they get picked up by the you know the people get picked up by the coast guard. Yeah. But all those boats end up in the Marquesas because you know they might have just missed yeah. a little bit. Have you um, ever have you ever found one of those big giant bales of like coke or weed floating by the, the, the square, square grouper, grouper? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have grouper. we have grouper. we have not but um you know when you go out to marquesas you'll actually get you know you'll get accosted by the coast guard to right make sure you don't have some yeah they want to know what the heck you're doing to make yeah. sure you're jive yeah yeah it's pretty cool but um the greatest memory about that it might be hard to translate for the for the people but not only of course the fishing and the scenery is incredible out there but uh the boat uh, something went wrong with the water, and every night seemed like there was this just a, a nice rain. It wasn't a big storm, you know, nothing where you'd be intimidated by lightning. It was just this nice rain would come through, and then it would disappear, and you'd have this incredible sunset. It was like it was just on cue. It was like a scheduled thing, and the water went out, uh, and the the guy that the water supply mother, on the boat, the water supply on the boat, and uh, the the owner of the boat was just like, oh, man, this is so horrible. I'm so sorry, man. This is, this is terrible. But what the deal was is that when the rain would come, it would the, the water would fall off the awning or whatever. Yeah. And we would stand on the edge with the water coming down off the little, uh, you know, the, the edge of the boat there. And we, we took showers like that. Wow. And uh, you stand on the edge of the boat looking out in this, you know, almost sunset because there's like this light rain above, yeah. you, know, above you. And you're taking a shower in the boat, looking out on the ocean. It was like the greatest thing ever. And I was like, dude, this is the greatest. I just took the greatest shower of my life. Sounds awesome. Now. That does sound awesome. You know, I'm like I, that wouldn't have happened if the if the water had been working. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's like that's one of the great places to go there. That's amazing. Now speaking of, we're talking about a beautiful area, little islands out in the middle of of nowhere, and I'm I'm catching up on Facebook questions, Facebook IMs, and I've got one here from Stan. Janik, does that name sound familiar, Pete? No. Stan Janik, I think he's I think he's a fan of the show because I remember this name before. Uh, and this one's for for you, Tommy. Okay. Uh, and it, it's basically if you were stuck on a deserted island with another Sanders, would it be Shelly Sanders, <laughs> Dion Sanders? <laughs> what? <laughs> or? Colonel Sanders, <laughs> <laughs> or Norm Macdonald playing yeah, Colonel yeah, Sanders. Yeah, yeah, that would be the one. To if, have. if I didn't have any control over it, the one I would be stuck with inevitably would be Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah I think most guys would say Shelley so, Sanders. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. And, and I've, I think I've worked with Dion Sanders before. You remember when he was he played a little role? I have too. In the yeah. Bassmasters, you you did. Yes. And, I worked uh, with him you know, before. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he, he could actually fish. Neon Dion could he fish. He loved to fish. Mm-hmm. He oh, loved yeah. to fish. Absolutely. I, I remember, because I remember when we, we filmed an episode of his show. I can't remember what his show was when it ran, but uh, I filmed with him, and I, I can't remember think, thinking to myself, this dude's not going to know how to fish. You know, there's no way. It's a pro football player. He's... He's jaded, you know, he's... And he showed up. He was this cool, cool cat, and he could fish. I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. That is cool. You know? At least he didn't throw Who Bernie knows? Sanders in there. That's... I know. That nice of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, uh, yeah. Uh, and speaking of, uh, another question came through. Speaking of Shelly Sanders. Oh, no. Is it true <laughs> that the only thing that smells better than honeysuckle in, in April? April? 
Is Shelly Sanders? <laughs> in what Who's month? supposed to answer that? <laughs> in, what, in what month, though? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, it would help if we had an image of Shelly Sanders pop up. Uh, he's, he's on it. I've on it already. Preferably uh, one that's topless. I have uh, one in what? my head, but it doesn't translate. It doesn't. Okay. Oh. I don't know. All these Shelly Sanders questions are making me nervous. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going now after this. Pete, i got to give it to you. It was a strange line of questioning. Yeah, yeah, I like it. it. We, I like we, it all right. We apologize. <laughs> I do like we, it. we often find ourselves apologizing for what takes place on the show. You shouldn't. No, just never let it apologize, ride. never give up. <laughs> two nevers. Yeah. Hey, well... One of the questions, I mean, you interview these guys all the time. We talked about the prima donnas. Um, you know, a lot of guys have a hard time on camera. Any advice for those guys to to help them help you? You know, how, how can they help you when they're... Well, just know that, that we have no interest in making them look bad. We <laughs> want them to become more adept at, at explaining who they are mm-hmm. and what goes through their mind and everything like that. I think people naturally, and I, I do this too, I think, why would anybody want to know what I, what's going through my mind? Why would anybody want to know what I'm thinking about something? We do want to know. Anybody that's out there fishing on the Elite Series, we want to know everything you fear. Yeah. We want to know everything that, that turns you on. We want to know all that stuff. I mean, don't think for a minute. We don't want to know it. Bring more. You know, In every case, in every opportunity, bring more. So basically, I guess the advice is whatever's running through your mind while you're performing at that moment, when the mic's hot on you, just instead of thinking it, just say it. Say it. Say it. And when something happens, tell us what just happened because you know exactly and you have... You have analysis already of yeah. what just happened. You be the the analyst because that's that's the yeah. as good as it gets. Yeah. You know, like I, that. I, I want to disclaimer real quick. You wouldn't want to know what turns Pete on <laughs> because it would. Involve, I don't know. You know. It would involve chicks peeing. Careful, on them. careful. <laughs> Slow it down. Okay. No, wait a minute. Did we no. just we just went over to the MA right oh, from rated yeah. R. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you <laughs> were that mature audience. Yeah. Sterile. It's okay. Okay. We're, we're going G for so <laughs> long there. Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have to issue a fine possibly we might we might yeah. uh no just bringing it back uh to reality i like the fact that there's diversity though among the guys because you know again i watch them all the time i like to see guys that are quiet and to themselves like todd faircloth amazing right. to watch him right. because he doesn't hardly say a word but when he does it's something i'm like dude i never thought like he mm-hmm. you know he said something that was so obvious he said under his breath like you know i saw the shed and i decided to fish a swim bait and I'm like, God, that's so smart. Like, wh- why didn't I think of that? You know, so I, I love the diversity of characters, you know? Yeah. And I think that grows the sport, right? Absolutely. It's like, you know, if everybody was alike, it, it wouldn't be any fun at all. But Todd, I will say, and Todd, Todd has, has, has really worked hard at, at being a little more, you know, focused on, on explaining to the audience what's going on there. Yeah. I, I think, you know, he's he's very intense guy and works so hard at what he does, but I think he's given some extra effort and I think it's, he's done terrific. The past, if you've watched in the past couple of years, he's, he's incredible to watch. Well, yeah. well yeah. I, I, it's funny that you bring him up. Uh, Todd is going to be, this is his first time working with us at the Bass University and he'll, this weekend he'll be down in Orange, uh, Texas and he'll be giving some pretty advanced seminars on his pitching, flipping around grass beds, uh, his, the, the techniques that he's done. Boy, he's the guy with. you want in Orange Texas for that audience. Yeah. I mean, you're giving him the red yeah. meat there. And yeah. who else, who else We're is excited about be, that. Who are your other two angles? Well, we got Davey Height uh, oh, great. is going to be there. We have the Cajun Baby. 
Oh, uh, right, you know, right across the border, yes. and of course, Mike and I will, will be there in Orange. You got a translator for the Cajun baby? <laughs> I don't think we'll need one. Not there. Not there. Yeah, they might need a translator for the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did that Jersey guy just say? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, he'll be right at home. Check it. Another one. This one comes from Bennett Cutter from Instagram, and he wants to know who's harder to cover live, Cliff Pace. Or Steve Kennedy. <laughs> Two very different individuals. You know, Steve Kennedy. You know, he gives us stuff in, in 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 spurts. You know, he'll 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 light up and just go off on something. You really have to you have to be you have to be with him all the way to follow out what he's doing. Cliff is a Cliff is a guy who doesn't say much. You know, right. and hasn't been in the past. He, he's a, you get him. You know, one on one when he when he's at work, he just doesn't doesn't right. like to. Doesn't like to give it up. He doesn't yeah. like to to talk too much while he's at work. That's that's his that's his deal, and that's uh, that's what you know. It works obviously. Won the classic twenty thirteen. Yeah. Did it did it surprise you the criticism that came out of when he won the classic that he was unemotional with the classic trophy? And it doesn't surprise me. Any anybody gets criti- Everybody gets criticism for something out there. Right. You, you know, I mean, it's 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 just the nature of you know the internet and and, yeah. and everybody's got a chance to criticize so a certain percentage of the people are gonna gonna light it up big time <laughs> we finally, you know, oh, oh, oh think, there we go Shelly yeah, right, there she goes uh-huh all right I don't know if that's the picture you were wanting but I do smell honeysuckle that's kind of funny <laughs> that's nice wow you know these uh, these TVs are getting so good now they got smell coming out of them Pete that's pretty smell impressive vision. you know is, Pete is, is that really her that's her yeah Pete's so old that he was around when scratch and sniff first came out wow <laughs> So what year was that? So were we, Mike. That was, about, was yeah, around yeah. Woodstock time, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, apparently. I think it was. Yeah. It was a bit at Woodstock. A lot, lot was happening around that Woodstock time. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> All right. Uh, I think uh, I'm looking at the clock here. Were we going to get a chance to ask these questions or not? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. It's always getting forgotten. <laughs> oh, sorry. I we have lists of questions. I know. I and I, and I have a trivia question. And so does Peter. You do? Okay. A trivia question. Yeah. All right. You know what it is, by You don't the, want to play it's, Tommy and trivia. It's the glass. We've heard this. I can't see through the glass. The sheen of the glass. So it's hard to see. Yeah. We have a, a question sent in from Mrs. G. It says, since Ike Live has had every employee of Bass on the show now, when is Bass going to have Pete on their show? <laughs> we had him on our show this past year. Oh! Pete did a fantastic job That's of analysis true. on the yeah, Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, I kept, you know, you were only with us a, a day and a half, and I kept, well, where, where, why no more Pete? What happened? Why? Well, I, don't, I don't know. They, uh, they stole the mic from him. <laughs> I, I, I literally, there's only so many mics to go around that may have been. I'm happened. available for the classic. Like, fantastic. Call, yeah. Great job, though. Call buddy. me. Give me, a just I, give me the mic. Just, I, just, Pete's just give me the mic. Pete's terrific at that. Hey, I Tommy. Can, can I do the trivia question now? Maybe we should hold do on, it. Hold, hold on, on. Hold on. Tommy, hold on. We got one more question. Okay. At least one more question. Go now, on. Mercer and Zona have their own shows. When will we get a Tommy Sanders show? Oh, Ooh. man. When, when there's a second internet comes along and they need more and more content to go out. Are you talking about the internet? The Ocho. The I'm dark web. Really, I'm not really the show, <laughs> the show host. You know. Is there an internet kind of, Ocho? Yeah, yeah, internet Ocho. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be on the Ocho. <laughs> maybe, maybe with that, I think maybe with with the people's interest in mind, we might withhold that for the, the time being. With your you experience, can in inconceivable. <laughs> Tom, with your experience with the uh, Steel Timber Sports uh, yeah. series, if you could pick one angler to shoot an apple off their head with an axe, who would it be? <laughs> the, the one doing the shooting, or the one. With the apple on their head. You have the axe. They have the apple. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm, Who you I'm got? Looking Tom? over here, pretty strong. I mean, that would be, you know, 
that would be an, that would be a big draw. We might get some pay-per-view money for that. <laughs> if we had Mike Iconelli <laughs> there, you know. Under You'll never get like him that, to put the know? apple on his head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we get Dana White numbers. No, probably not. But we get we get some money. Yeah, we need a we need a guy who's, <laughs> you know, to make the apple look bigger. So we think of all the smaller, you know, short of stature guys in yeah. the Bassmaster Elite Series. Yeah. So that would help. That would help with the. Uh, the targeted, so yeah, that that one answers itself. John Cruz, John, John Cruz, Brandon Paul, all those guys, you know, yeah. all the guys who are who are a little less vertical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vertically challenged. <laughs> what else you guys got back there? Hit us, uh, Tommy. What's your contenders for the 2016 Bassmaster Classic? Who are my contenders? Yeah, who are your picks? That's good. Golly, that is a good question. I think, uh, you know, there's a ton of Oklahoma guys who've got so much experience there and and you know you got edwin uh you know the uh jason christie all the rest of it yeah. elam uh you know yeah. all those guys are are so strong so good on that place where experience matters and and timing as it turned out 2013 was very important if they can if they can lock in and get in sync with the the, the timing it takes yeah. to, to intersect key. with them That's but key. i i like i like what i said yesterday when we were talking to i you know it would be a great one if everything changes, and it's not like it's ever been before. Be awesome. Would be level the playing field, let everyone in, then then blow the whistle and let's start this thing and, and get it going. I, th- I think that I think yeah. that would be fun. But those names, those Oklahoma guys, if it's a familiar sort of situation that they've dealt with many many times before, they're going to have they're going to have a leg up on it. Yeah. It's a big event. It's going to be interesting because right now it's it's still super muddy. Super muddy, super high. A lot still. of water. Yeah. yeah. Big storm. Is this storm raining there right through? now? Hitting yeah. Oklahoma? Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. I'd, I'd love to see it different. I'd love to see it outrageously different, you know? It'd be such a cool story, you know? Not expecting what happened before, but everything's new. And I, I just, I hope. I, well, you, we got to. I hope it happens. You got to figure stuff like the, uh, the site fishing baits like the jerk bait mm-hmm. are probably going to be handicapped in this tournament yes right with the heavy stain in the water yeah i mean if it's uh, like chocolate milk there it's it's going to be a real different right? weird deal yeah so yeah. how do you in cold muddy cold muddy water Ooh, what could bad possibly mix. be worse in any tournament scenario and we're looking at it cold muddy right falling at, water yeah. yeah cold muddy falling water with a hundred boats following you yeah, and one of them, is a, and one of them's a yacht blasting Biggie Smalls. <laughs> Think of that. Did that to me last time. Yeah, and it was a jet skier following me in the last classic. Then it was like ten jet, degrees. Oh no, no, that not at all. No. Yes. Oh my God, why didn't we get that? What the heck? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Pete, let's do. Uh, I feel like it's trivia well, question time. Yeah, you got one. We more. got one more hot one. Just came through. Oh, hot one. Okay. okay, this is from David in Wisconsin. This is to Tommy. Yeah. Will there be a follow-up interview with the dog Ike went off on in the year last year's class? <laughs> I, I, I made my headphones off. That is it. such. That is such. That is such a coincidence. We should be able. We should, be able to, we should roll that. We roll should, I wish you could roll it right now. We did a follow-up interview with part with with one half of the dog conversation yesterday. We what? talked at length we about it. We we resolved the issue. I think we maybe put it to bed. We'll let the viewers decide. We'll play that for you during Bassmaster Live at the Classic. I, sure. I think that good would stuff. be good footage. Now, good if stuff. you interview the dog, it would be the perfect compliment if to we that If we were piece. real journalists, we would do that. <laughs> we're just not real journalists. <laughs> can you get your dad to use one of his dogs? We could just... Yeah, yeah stand He can speak, for, speak yeah. for all dogs. Yeah. 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 He can cover the whole dog universe. On behalf of all dogs. <laughs> <laughs> let me just say... 
I accept your apology. <laughs> the guy went off, but the stress was great. We let it pass. Meanwhile, no the dog, the actual, yeah, no me, meanwhile, the actual victim yeah. dog is like, no, man, he doesn't speak for me, dude. Yeah. I, that's bullcrap. I want my... <laughs> I think the dog would, you know, would kind of maybe accept this. Well, I was giving him a hard time. I was barking a lot. He's yeah. trying to win the classic. You know, it, it wasn't his I, fault. Yeah. He might he might fess up a little bit. Yeah, I think I think he owes you. <laughs> he a was contrite. He owes you He does. He does. What do you got? We're good. We're right. good. Pete, go with the trivia. Question. Okay. Well, I got I got a really hard trivia trivia question. Well, it's not wow. for you. Okay. Because you're like a whiz. Well. From what I understand, everybody says don't play trivia with Tommy Sanders. <laughs> don't don't play <laughs> trivial pursuit. Trivial nature. I'm probably up on it. If it's yeah. useful. No problem. I can't. I can't answer it at all. You may be the only person that knows the answer to this question. What I'm afraid of. Oh. But uh. You throw what, it out there. What uh, this is okay. a Tommy Sam- Sanders question. Oh, by, it's about you. By the way, let's uh, premise this by saying let's preface this by saying the winner of this uh, that we're going to take uh, IMs and uh, social media answers, and the winner is going to receive what? What is the prize tonight? I I wasn't in charge of the prize. <laughs> what? I was in charge of the question. Brian, what do we got back here? We have a prize. <laughs> I can't hear you. Well, that's because I'm doing other stuff. Oh. Brownies um, and brownies. That's what you've got. Yeah, save this plate for <laughs> your cake cookies. Gorilla uh, brownies. And brownies. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to wrap it up, though. You have to, you have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, are we going to do a three-month subscription for uh, yes. for, for uh, Mystery Tackle Box? Yes. Uh, nice. This is a big prize. So the oh, winner yeah. of this trivia question will get a three-month subscription to Mystery Tackle Box. They, they've got to be good because with trivia questions, it's hard because they Google, right? So you got to try oh, to yeah, circumvent yeah, Google yeah, yeah. to get somebody that really might be in the know. And, so you got to have something really obscure. If somebody gets this, I'll be amazed, but okay. I'm going to ask it. If they don't get it, we'll give them an easier question. But uh, prior to working with Jerry, you had a, uh, a studio hmm. and you did voiceover work and some other things yep. there. Yeah. What was the name of Tommy Sanders' studio? Oh, my God. Now that, that, that is trivia wow. beyond trivial right there. <laughs> that's, 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 that's nothia. <laughs> that's, that's hard. That's, that's hard. trivia. That's balls. <laughs> that's hardcore. And there's a look at, Mystery uh, there's a look at one of the boxes, and, and this is a standard box. And the winner of this question, we got three months of these things, man. Okay. Lots of goodies in it. If nobody gets it after a little while, we got a backup question a little easier. Can, okay. I, give them, can, I, give them a, can I give the people a hint? Uh, they can Google it. I they re- can? Yeah. I, I, I had it this morning. I read it earlier today. You could? Pete, I need the wow. answer so we know. Hey, man. Okay. You're an interest. You're a star wow, on the what internet. A point of interest. Interest. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have the answer. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a winner. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my already? God. A winner? Really? Come on. Come on. Wikipedia, man. Mom. Man, I couldn't find it. Hey, but you know what? Wikipedia. I, 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 well, I've got I've got an addendum to that. Well, say, give out your answers. Tommy Tommy knows the answer. Here we go. All right. The winner goes to Mike Beebe. Uh, and the answer is the, the works. Oh, man. The former governor of Arkansas. Former Mike, governor I bet it's not the in. former governor of Arkansas. <laughs> wow. So the answer is the works. Is that correct? That is correct. Whoa. That is correct. That is However, correct. was Uh-oh. it not called the voice works before, before. you? Before. But when I left, it was the works. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Before, we will take before, that. Before you left, it was changed to the works? It was changed to the works. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That, that's what I, that was going to be my question. Is like, can you, uh, could you actually? Somebody I, worked hard for that mystery. Hey, hey Mike, send us send us in your uh, your uh, mailing address. Yeah. Contact for, info. Former governor, please send us in your contact information. Yeah. And, yeah. 
Have we'll make sure he get touched. The, that's like the best win he ever got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude. Woo! <laughs> Oh my God! We got several questions that want to know if that hair's real, Tom. Uh, I, you know, I have to check every day. I think it's Tom. I got think the it's real, real deal, man. <laughs> He's got the really hairline of a gorilla. Was, tell me what you used to call my haircut, and back in the day, and still do. What the loaf? The loaf. <laughs> the loaf. The loaf. Wow, it's kind of thick. Tommy's got called. the loaf. Got the loaf. <laughs> well, wow. a loaf. Usually, technically, a loaf is when it goes a little. A little haywire. But that's the thing. is Tommy had enough hair for it to actually go haywire. Yeah. You I know. was thinking an Ollie North. Yeah, possibly. Anyone remember the Ollie North? Yeah. Sure. I am. He's got more He's got more loaf than Ollie North, man. Yeah. Tommy's got hair the to spare. Damn whale. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking well, for a transplant, as a matter of fact. In, yes. all, in all my interviews about you, um, <laughs> preparing for the show, everybody kind of agrees that prior to airtime, you're a little bit of a mess. I am. I'm a worrier. I'm nervous. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a real nervous guy. They all say... That I, I expect <laughs> things to go wrong. Right. You look at Tommy. He's freaking out. It looks like it's going to be an absolute disaster. The red light comes on, and boom. Yeah. You're right there every yeah. time. Yeah. That's, that's, that's me. I'm, you know, I, I love to rehearse. I love to do things over. What, I, that's, I, my, that's my question. How, how do you prepare? Well, you just worry. You know, you just worry hard <laughs> enough. To trust in the principle that, that that a lot of worry and self-flagellation will result in something good. You know, that's, that's, or at least it won't be as bad as you worried. It won't be as bad. It's never. Which that's, is that's, good. That's, you yeah. know, that's the maximum of television. It's never. It's never as bad or good as you thought it was. So that. So that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tommy used to do those ESPN outdoors, and and I used to shoot some of them. Not as many as the rest of the actual crew. Um, I always kind of came in as a freelancer, but. Uh, when it was always amazing to me whenever we would I would shoot the ESPN Outdoors, he would get what the topics are for the day, you know, the shows, what they're going to be or whatever. And Tommy would do this little 30-second pace, like just a little walk around in a circle. And as far as I know, prior to that, he really didn't know what was going to happen, what what was going on during the day. Yeah. But he would he would find out from the producer, I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah or the piece of paper be, or whatever. Uh, basically kind of a line producer what the topics were that day he'd do this little 30 second pace kind of little circle and then boom get in his spot and it would be boom it would be like this whole thing that sounded like it was perfectly written and and just and that he was just reading a you know cue sheets and and he just nailed it that's that's the t that's the yeah. t meister wow that's us that's amazing it's funny because we talked uh, in the truck about we were talking about the classic where the troll motor broke yeah. And I was describing how it was like a nightmare, you know. Oh. Have you ever had a nightmare where you're, you're work, you know, in your dream, you're working and you naked, can't remember a lie. I have naked on the bass set. I was I was a theater major. <laughs> naked college. on the bass. Naked on the bass set. Yeah, that's it's pretty close to that. <laughs> Everybody, I, I have this recurring dream Flying. where I got to do a play and I don't know my lines. You know, wow. that, it's a real dream, and you always are so thankful you wake wake up out of it and everything. I have that dream. Five times a year. That's that's. that's I don't know what it means. That's awesome. Well, speaking yeah. of nightmares yeah. uh, and dreams and bad dreams, we're going to do something here tonight that we've never done before on Night Live. We figured this was a amazing time to try this out. And we've got a new skit that we're creating tonight, and it's called Ike Live on Helium. 
Wow. Ike Live on Helium. We actually have helium balloons, and Brian, our very own Brian the Carpenter, he's going to oh. set up some balloons. We're okay. each, all of us are each we're each going to get a balloon. Okay. Uh, no, 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 bring a couple more out here, Brian. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, we're going to ask you to take a hit, Tommy, okay. and then we want you to just <laughs> uh, do a normal line, an introduction line, like you would for Bassmaster TV. Okay. Okay. All right. Big hit, man. Big hit. Go, go, go. It's the world championship of bass fishing. <laughs> the Bassmaster Classic from Lake Gunnersville, that legendary playing field where so many dreams have come to die. Stay with us now as we head into fourth and final day of competition. Why am I sort of getting a uh, – it's more like a serophilia. Oh, I can't do that accent because, you know. <laughs> so, wow. It's so hard to do, bro. So hard to do. Wow. That was, good. That was amazing. That was funny. That's amazing. Oh. That's amazing. Brian, I'd like it's to try challenge. that. I'd like, I'd like to see Pete try that as well. Uh, Pete, can we have you do the hey, same? we got – <laughs> yeah, hand it to, to both these yeah, guys. We have plenty of straws. It. We've got straws all over the place. There's another one. Don't squeeze the sides. You'll blow right. the volume out of it. Give me one of those things. Here. Pay your own hook. Okay. Pay your own Let me throw this nitrate. We're actually nitrate. using a fizzing tool. Do I have a script or topic? No. So uh, we want you to do a Bass University introduction to Bass Let's University. Break down title fishing. Yeah. The first thing that's out of your mouth, the thought that... Ooh, that the thesis sentence. Welcome to Pete Gluzak's seminar on tidal water fishing <laughs> for the Bass University. We're we're going to be talking largemouth, smallmouth bass as they relate to the tide, as it comes up, as it goes down. That's all I got. That's man. Nice. Oh wow. Do you actually sound like Bill? <laughs> Bill. Our MC, Bill. Wow. I did sound like Bill. You did. Wow, I could hear myself a little bit. You did. <laughs> Here's a guy who knows how to take a hit. Folks at home. Folks at home. <laughs> Welcome to Ike Live. It's the worst web show. In the history of fishing web shows, Brian the Carpenter sucks. <laughs> wow. Man, you guys, you guys Whew. are bringing it tonight. Man. Come on. I like this segment. Yeah. What can we do? No, what can we take a hit of next time that's not helium? Oh, nitrous oxide. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing gas. Yeah, you know? You Come on. Wow. Uh, that was amazing. That was, that was funnier than it looked like on paper. <laughs> <laughs> How often does that happen? No. <laughs> Not very. Ninety percent of these ideas that are written here fail miserably. But <laughs> that one didn't really succeed, but it didn't fail. Yeah. It was so somewhere in the middle. That wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I, I tell you what. Uh, th I want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, what we're going to do here? We're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, and, and we're going to recoup. We're going to fill our beverages. We're going to take a leak. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And let me remind you, hang in there, because when we come back, we've got a mystery tackle box unboxing. unboxing, and we're going to be catching you up with what's happening at Bash University. Stay tuned. Ike Live, coming back at you. Hold on a second. We'll yeah, be right th back. Thanks for the warning, Mike. <laughs> I guess I'll just put an image of Shelly Sanders yeah, up. That, that there you go. Just stare at Shelly, everybody. She's just 16 years old. Good. Yeah, man. Such a great show. Absolutely.